Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Bryce. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Cliff Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can join us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV and uh, check out the latest edition of the Holden Naylor Show, episode 4 is available where you get your podcast and on pirate radio tv we'll air it on this program coming up uh, or on this station i should say coming up at six o'clock coach ruff ruff and mcneil the special guest on episode four of the whole nailer show with whole nailers and the walk-ons you can hear that right now uh we've got whole nailers joining us later on in today's show he'll uh, come on in hour number four we'll talk about the conversation with ruff we'll talk some NFL and more with Holt Nailers. Also on today's program in about 25 minutes, we'll talk to Jeff Nadeau, talk all things college basketball. Also, Nadeau uh, texted me earlier today. There was a horse racing. Let's see if I can find the track. I don't know anything at all. Uh, Gulfstream Park and in stable number one, what do you call it? Lane one? What's the word I'm looking for? I, I, stall one stall one maybe uh the horse the horse's name was pirate radio so we got to find out how that horse did and was that horse a money maker today i need to know one thing clip what's that can we bring back probably (laughs) one of the worst drafts we've ever had on this show the horse draft everything we do as controversy we talked about that earlier oh, yeah, this week yeah. absolutely yeah uh that was one of the more controversial convoluted uh fantasy drafts pools we've ever done here i know because when you sent the text out or who i was it you or yeah. was it Ch- uh, chandler that sent that text out that with the picture and i just started laughing hysterically i was like oh no we can bring back that terrible draft that nobody knew how to do and everybody was utterly confused at the end of it we're bringing back the kentucky derby draft this year charlotte oh no and you're in charge of it Uh uh-uh no 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 (laughs) no no i don't because i don't like when you do the snake draft like i don't even know how to do that because i don't pay attention you know how to do a snake draft i don't i'll take care of it you'll be a part of it i just wait for you to call my name and then i go coming up hour three on today's show coach hood greg hudson and last week we were looking at greg hudson pictures on google images while he was here i can't remember why that came up but there was a picture where he was screaming i believe uh, happy scream and in the background there was a young uh grad assistant and he said oh yeah that's brett hickman 
and anyway i told brett hickman uh we were talking about him and uh, he wanted to come on and tell some coach hud stories today so uh, we'll talk some old pirate football some new nfl football and more with coach hud and brett hickman coming up this guy is good looking well thank you coach uh that's coming up in hour number three of today's show uh chon will be here he's chonning right now doing big boy work we'll talk to him soon we do have shirley Rhodes. we do have a harp the long snapper and we have intern zach who was loud and proud representing the mingy's maniacs last night in a dreadful disappointing poor performance by the basketball pirates very very disappointing um we'll get Can to you that throw in a couple of more adjectives please P- you are terrible yeah p poor oh yeah uh sad i don't know zach anything come to mind for you abysmal abysmal yeah i watched the game the first five minutes of the game and all i could say was bruh was it 11 to nothing or yeah it was at one point it was yeah they jumped out 11 nothing i was like what is going on and then we lost by 11 so Mm. makes you think so we played them even the last 35 minutes of the game yeah yeah (laughs) uh we went on seven or eight mini runs and by that i mean like four or five points like a couple of baskets in a row to get us excited uh and they would come right back i tell you that like i do enjoy i think zach does in a way as well because zach i see you very active on social media talking about the aac the other teams oh yeah we like seeing good players play in mingies we hope that that's rj and brandon and ezra and our guys mm-hmm. uh but last night that young blood dude young he blood. was a bad man yeah lights out from everywhere just so pretty like his, his shot was pretty when he got into the lane like it just everything was so smooth yeah and no, it, we contested him a lot too and yeah. he still made the shots he yeah was i was very impressed player. with him yeah and then i've already said this to you a couple times <laughs> y'all y'all being the students are somewhat responsible for last night's loss we not are. totally we are but uh, funny looking guy <laughs> he's tatted up he's got all the accessories he walks with the swag a little bit he he brings it on himself he wants the attention mm-hmm. well uh he was he struggled early in that game and y'all were giving it to him and Absolutely. it was great but man the cardinal sin while he's sitting on the bench the students start chanting we want 11 yes we want 11 we wanted them all right so he went back in the game and then what happened two straight possessions two straight threes <laughs> just from him why would you poke the bear well, he was fumbling the ball around. We thought we had him on the ropes. He had to go leave the arena crying. You know, we were there. Help the bear! You help <laughs> the bear! Yeah. He went off, and uh, and that was all she wrote. It was. Shout out that guy. What's his name? Cason Pryor. Cason Pryor. Uh, Robert said Machine Gun Kelly was awesome from three last night. He was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looked like a creative player. Yeah. Oh, update on Pirate Radio, the horse. He came fifth out of five, dead last in his race. Oh, great. Oh, no. He came dead last in his race. Thank you for the update. Yep. That is brutal. Yep. Had to find it for you. That's terrible marketing. I do not want him in my draft. <laughs> <laughs> he will not be making the derby. Turn that sucker into glue. Is that how it works? How do you make I mean, the glue? At least their tail. Is it? No. <laughs> What's their tail for? Zach, can you do me a favor and Google how is glue Whips? made? I thought it had something to do with the feats, the fleet feats. 
Uh, we'll check in with the Chad gang real quick. Robert says Clipper. Jamie says horns down, boiler down. Clipper! How about Purdue last night? Uh, that was not a fairly called game, in my opinion. So I didn't watch it, so I can't really speak on it. All I can talk about is the stats. The free throws. Purdue out. shot <clears throat> 46 free throws. First of all, that does not sound like an appealing basketball game to watch. No. Northwestern shot eight free throws. <laughs> the stats to consider. Purdue made 29 free throws. Northwestern made six. Northwestern shot 75% to Purdue 63% and still was outscored by 23 at the free throw line. If Purdue only had half of those free throws, they would have lost because they only won by, what, nine, I think? In overtime. In overtime. Yeah. And then they got a lot of those at the end yeah. after Chris Collins got kicked out. Yep. Booted. Did you see the old Dookie last night, Shirley? Hilarious ejection. No, I did not see that. Man, you, you got to check I'll that need out. A, I'll it need, good. Is it on X somewhere? So he freaks out, gets kicked out. His player's holding him back. He's like, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good, guys. Kind of starts freaking out more on the refs. Goes and gives a, a pretty calm handshake to Matt Painter. None of the Purdue players are really giving him fives, but he's just kind of touching them on the yeah. shoulder like, good game. That was awkward. Gave a hearty handshake to Zach Eady. <laughs> and then... Walks off the court, pumping up the road crowd. It was it was very funny. It was one of the funniest ejections I've seen in a while. The Purdue crowd was giving it to him after his first tee, yeah. right before the line. So, well, I mean, judging by those stats, I can understand why he was upset about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it was justified. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, Steve says HFMFs. Steve, you're a day day early. HT. We're looking for a happy Thursday, my friend. Mm um he said he's looking forward to laughing this afternoon you're still in our thoughts steve he also said clip versus chon next week we're planning on next wednesday the one-on-one basketball game it'll be about as entertaining as uh the game last night in minji so i guess that um the three-point contest between the three of us is out i mean it's out for this week but we're we're gonna we're gonna do it we can't do it all in one day okay do you want me to die is that what you're telling me (laughs) No, I just figured we'd knock it all out at one shot so, you know, we didn't have to do it again. I think we... Considering that none of us have goals in our yards or anything that we can actually have access to. I think we do this because, look, somebody's got to be here. Which is usually me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, Jerry says, Clipper, what do you think of the new Washington coach? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. (laughs) Do you need your glue update? How, yeah, how yeah, glue, yeah, yeah. So glue is made from the collagen of animals. So like that's in skin and bones, the fibers, they melt it down. Boom, that's glue. Mm. It's not very difficult, I guess. How, how do you feel about that? Um, Isn't it kind of weird? Do y'all ever it, think it, about it? It smells good. Do y'all think about it when you're eating a burger? <laughs> when I'm eating it, like about the animal? Yeah. Nope. No. I don't, I don't either, but I want you to do it right now. What, it doesn't really do anything to me it's not really like a bad feeling it's just kind of like interesting like you see a cow across the road and then like a week later you could be eating that cow yeah i'm an out of sight out of mind person in a way we're zombies in that regard we're the zombies the animals the human i don't know well things i think about what do you hunt i uh deer turkey duck uh squirrel dove 
Has he been around when Bryce has been around? You don't come in do on the... Wednesdays, do you? I was. I talked to Bryce uh, one time about ducks. Okay. About how he cooked them. Uh, yeah. It wasn't on the air. Like it was in between breaks. But we need to get you on Pirate Radio Outdoors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. always here ready for it. I, every time he starts talking, I'm just sitting there whistling. Yep, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh perry says hey y'all coach ruff was great he was we'll hear some of that from the holton naylor show when holton joins us in hour number two of today's show chad says any chance west can be in studio or call in for coach hud <laughs> that is a dynamic duo Did you uh, see? i can arrange a call in if we need to <laughs> if we might we might do that dusty what the north texas uab game that was epitome of aac basketball right there uab won right in overtime man it was a great game they shot over 43 throws combined it was like 25 27 i think i'm not gonna say the aac stinks i'm just gonna say it's competitive it's competitive and there's a ton of parity and it is a one bid league yeah it'll be smu has a high net ranking so if smu can do well but not win the tournament then we have two bids. I love SMU. I've been ta- touting them all year. And what do they do? They go out and lose at Wichita State. They still are top 40 net, though. Wow. So they are still a bid. But, well. At large. I don't I don't know. They, ha- don't they know. have to win out. They're not in, in, I'll say this, they're not in any polls. No. They're not in any bracketology for first four out, next four out, four after that, four after your mama. Yeah. They're not in any of those. I haven't seen them being talked about, but they have the net ranking. That Me and you are the scored. only people talking about them. We know what's up. And after losing to Wichita State, they're off my list. Yeah. They're out of my bracketology. And Wichita Bracketology. Wichita choked. So. Uh, just uh, frustrating for the, the league. It but really is. FAU, and, and hell, let's face it, FAU's lucky to be where they how many games have they won by the skin of their teeth this year most of the conference games yeah. and a lot of their out of conference games too just saw one on sunday against north texas where they trailed most of the second half yeah they're lucky they don't have a midweek game this week or they'd be doing it again all right uh zach by the way we'll be making the trip to charlotte for ecu and charlotte basketball mm-hmm. representing the pirates that's right where are y'all sitting do you know i'm in section 228 and uh yeah so i'll be up in the top up in the top but i'll be walking around a little bit for sure all right, uh, Jamie says ECU can't have nice things. It gets old. Tyler added another uh, word to our earlier conversation, putrid. Putrid is a good Putrid's way to say a, it. a good word to describe that, last night. It sure seemed that way. Chad said that uh, your boy was trying to be like Birdman. He was. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> he had a little Birdman in him. He did. Ryan says USF is good. No denying it. Could not miss last night. They are a good team. That was for sure. I think you might have got on the wrong side of things early there. Eric says, yo, Clip, another word for fraud is BS. Bull blank. Uh, let's, Shirley, let's hit. I feel like the older I get, the more negative I get. Although I think I'm a realist and not a pessimist. But let's hit from yesterday i was trying to be this guy i was trying to be the hey my team's gonna win guy our team's better than this team guy what would it feel like to be that guy i tried to be him for one day and let's see how it turned out this is what i said yesterday about the game south florida 13 and 5 6 and 1 in league play you want me you want to hear some famous last words let's hear it you want something to backfire on me let's hear it they're frauds. Oh, and bulletin board material. Here's the teams. Just like that. Here's the teams they've beaten. Tell me if you're impressed. Temple, 
No. Temple again? No. Guess who just did that? East Carolina. We did that. East, East Carolina. Carolina. Rice. No. Wichita State. No. Hmm. I think we did that. They're losers. UTSA. I don't know. They stink. Okay. Uh, remember when ECU went to UAB, had them on the ropes and lost? Yep. Well, guess who else lost at UAB? Memphis. No. Well, South Florida. The South team, Florida. We're, playing, the South, team South, we're talking about. Yeah, South Florida. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anybody else I can do this with? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm on the same page. Go. Um, they do have one impressive win at Memphis. Outside of that, though, those other wins, does that scare you at all? Not really. Are you nervous? Not really. Frauds. This team is fraudulent. And East Carolina is going to beat them tonight in Minji. Are in you their, trying to make us lose? They're in their hotel room having us on their TV right now. <laughs> and they just heard you say that. They're going to be looking at 213. <laughs> Bulls, uh, horns down. Jamie says, I heard uh, USF, big fan of this show. Now they have bulletin board material. Like, literally, nobody's previewing this game. I'm the only one talking about it. And we just jinxed ECU. No, I believe in my team. Is there, is there anything wrong with that? No. That was from yesterday. Why can't I... What, what's wrong with believing in your team? calling another team frauds why can't i do that successfully why does everybody else get to do that why do i have ecu basketball washington commanders football hornets basketball it's rough all around i uh, baseball season's great i get to talk junk and my team backs it up with the braves Mm -hmm. outside of that it's all crap yesterday i was trying to believe alex you were right but I, i wanted to to try to be confident guy for once even though it was a false confidence if that was like the only thing i was being a fraud yesterday even though that clip was a good 30 to 45 seconds at least if that was like the only time we would have been straight but we also harped on us being the favorites at home and all kinds of other stuff and even when we were talking about the favorites i said clip this is not good i don't like being the favorite and especially talking about it on air it didn't work out. Kids, if you're listening, that's ECU long snapper Alex Harper who says you should go through life being scared, afraid, never being confident, never being excited <laughs> about anything. Life lessons from Alex Harper. Can't wait to hear you give the pregame speech. You can't fail if you don't try. <laughs> Look, I like it, man. That's how I live my life. All right, I need to pick me up, Chandler. Well, I got you. One. Hey, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. Hey, put her there. Hey, bud. You doing all right? Yeah. Happy y- Thursday. You got anything to get me out of this ECU basketball funk? It's sitting right there. What's this? Oh, it's just a milkshake from our good friends at Huckleburger. My, my, my. Whipped cream. You got a strawberry? And a strawberry milkshake? Yeah. And I can uh, personally attest it was very delicious because not only did I destroy my milkshake, you can't even find mine. Shirley, I noticed a lot of boys around today. Yeah, because my milkshake brought all the boys to the yard. Oh, yes. 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 No, but thanks to our good friends at Huckleburger for dropping these by. I got a chocolate. Shirley got strawberry. I believe Clip got Mm -hmm. strawberry, too. We all got whipped cream. No cherry, though. But, uh, yeah, Huckleburger, they have a location right here, right off of Memorial Drive. 
um, in the uh, Food Line Shopping Center. They also have a location in Washington, too, on 15th Street. And, by the way, if you want to go and get food and get it quick, they are now averaging under four minutes to get your food from the time you order to the time you get your food. Wow. And I can tell you... That is impressive. I can tell you it's probably less than that because, I, I as a matter of fact, what's today, Thursday? So I went Monday... And I sat down, got gave my drink order, gave my food order. I had enough time to open my phone, check my email, and respond to an email. By the time I was done responding to my email, my food was sitting in front of me. My pro That's move, how quick that was. Uh, go to Food Line when you're getting out of the car, call in the order at Huckleburger. Walk into Food Line, get your groceries. By the time you get out, food's ready pick it up go home enjoy the best burger you're gonna have oh, in a long time and by the way if you hate opening the door for yourself <laughs> you don't have to do that at Uncle Burger. I felt nope, sure don't. in fact they'll sprint to the door to open the door i felt so bad because lily and i ordered takeout parked at Huckleburger, but we were going to walk into food line we get out of the car uh one of their great employees runs to the door to open it and i gotta be like we're going to food line but we're gonna come back <laughs> I, it was so awkward i almost wanted to walk in even though i was gonna walk right back out uh but that is the kind of service you get at huckleberg it's the best all right uh and yes nothing like a like real milkshake no, you know what I'm yeah saying? Awesome. and if you go by stop by and uh and say hello to my my good friend a dear friend of mine childhood friend ryan and uh, tell ryan i you know say hello he'll and, tell uh, an embarrassing shirley road story oh yeah, he's got plenty of them i promise you awesome stuff all right um let's take a break because we got to get to nade do i will catch you up to uh what the chat gang's talking about busy chat gang day today good to see you guys brandon manning says he liked my hat hey brandon he also said about huckleburger Ate a jalapeno jack cheesesteak today for lunch. I can attest to the rapid time and the best wait staff I've seen in a while. Wow. B-Man, who will join us soon on Pirate Radio Live to talk Pirate Baseball. More to go, PRL, on a Thursday. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself when you can be a pirate now back to the show welcome back universe us uh, do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. You know, Jerry on YouTube is always our positive guy. Bring yes. back positive radio. Stay positive. Please don't tell me he's negative. Um, I'll tell you what he is. He is passive aggressive. Okay. He asked earlier what I think about the new Washington coach. I, I I moved on from that. Said we'll talk about it at some point. He said seemed like they were destined to hire someone. I ignored that. 
later the conversation had changed four or five times everybody in the chat's talking about basketball or smu or something else he says i'm guessing joe gibbs is not coming back through that door what are you doing jerry he's trying to rile you up why i I don't understand what you want you always talk about this positive crap and now you're antagonizing me what's your goal what's your end game jerry you're sitting there with your nice tie smile you old fart i bet you saw joe gibbs first game he coached you probably watched joe gibbs play hey whoa all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to jeff nadu and man earlier today nadu sent me a uh a text nadu was following the uh the horses mm-hmm. there was a horse talked about this segment one named pirate radio racing and i wanted to update on that and intern zach quickly looked it up and uh nadu it looked like that horse pirate radio did not do us proud today in that race Nah, he didn't. He got fifth. He didn't even see the board, but uh, yeah, he, he, it was all right. I mean, the, the, the horse actually is all right. I mean, I, I think he's won like six or seven times. Okay, all right. He's kind of a horse that he's ran forty nine races, so he's he's seen a lot of a lot of races. He's a workhorse. <laughs> He's been at it. He's a veteran in the game. Uh, Nadeau will uh, will talk some college basketball, but once again, uh, every now you got to follow Jeff because he'll throw out Premier League. He'll throw out uh, all kinds of soccer plays, and looks like you're uh, you're killing that right now. Uh, as of yesterday, I didn't. Uh, you know, but yeah, you're not going to win them all. You know, I try to just I enjoy soccer and I enjoy betting on it. I have certain leagues I do pretty well in, but uh, yeah, you know, it's up and down, but. You know, I have fun doing it. I'm looking forward to the Euro Cup, which will be this summer. Uh, that'll be great. So, yeah, I, a lot of that I like. And by the way, um, uh, the Sit Down podcast as well. So, uh, that getting some shout outs. And Chandler over the weekend, our old country buddy Chandler sitting right here, found out he had um, Italian in his, his background, his DNA, his heritage. So, he's been uh, acting kind of mafioso this week, Jeff. Definitely has to be a mobster for sure. <laughs> I thought he was. When you think Chandler, what, Chandler, but no, talk to talk to Mister Nadeau. But Maybe I, he'll invite you on the sit down. Well, no, I, I always enjoyed the sit down podcast, and for some reason, I like it ten times more because I feel I feel like it's part of my you know, the way I live my life now. <laughs> yeah, uh, big uh, big mafia guy, Chan man. All right, Nadeau, um, did you have anything in Purdue Northwestern last night? Uh, we were talking about that earlier. I, I don't remember a free throw discrepancy like that in any other game I've ever witnessed. Yeah, it's funny. I actually that was a premium play. I had Purdue's team total over. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Me and my people. Yes. Um, yeah. I, listen, I wasn't exactly complaining. Um, listen, I, I think when you look at the game, that that is Purdue's kind of mo. I mean, they they draw fouls more than anyone in the, the Big Ten. Um, they're fit, top 15 nationally in that metric. Um, and I think it's also problematic when people see it because then they realize as well that Purdue doesn't foul anyone either. I mean, under Matt Painter, last year they were number one in America at not fouling you on defense. This year they're eighth. Um, they're always in that metric. And I think it's, it's confounding because you see that and you're like, oh, my God, you know, why didn't they have any other? But 46 to 8 is crazy. I mean, that, that should never happen. I'm not making excuses, but, um, yeah, that was rough. But I benefited off the top thing. 
I also saw last night you were uh, you were pretty harsh on UConn. UConn got the win, I think, by nine points last night over Providence. But uh, did you take UConn, or, or were those your real feelings on this team? Is not I think you said what Houston, Purdue, and then there's a, a gap between the rest of the teams, including UConn. Yeah, it was, it's really just been a thought I've had all year. Uh, I'm just not that impressed by UConn. Um, I, I think when you really look at what they've done. Um, they've beaten a lot of teams, and, and I think a very average conference. Um, keep in mind, this is a group that generally can't ever figure out Seton Hall. Um, they also lost to Kansas. I, look, I'm impressed. They beat Carolina. That's a nice win. But other than that, I mean, I just haven't been that impressed by what they've done. Um, I think this is a down year for the Big East. Um, and I think, look, long term, I think a lot of the things they do, I'm just not a fan of, I test-wise. But, um, you know, look, they won the national title last year, so what do I know? It's, uh, it's tough figuring out who is really good in college basketball, especially night in, night out in the American. And last night, East Carolina was looking for their third straight win in a row. South Florida, basically a wire-to-wire win. I will say this, and, and Zach, uh, part of our, our student section here at ECU, I said this after the game, Zach, at Sports Trivia. Um, I didn't give South Florida a lot of credit going into this game, despite their record. Uh, but you could tell that they are well coached. They move the ball about as good as any team I've seen come into Minji. So I will give Amir Abdurrahim credit because he got a lot of transfers, but he's got those guys playing as one. Yeah, we noticed he brought three guys with him from Kennesaw, and they were fast and they knew how to pass. Like, if they drove and there was no options, it was quick dish out and they were always open. Sometimes they overpassed. Yeah. They did. They passed like four in a row sometimes yeah. all the way around the arc, but they always found the open guy. So, Jeff, I don't know if they're on your radar at all, but credit to Amir Abdurrahim in year one. South Florida was very impressive last night. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a staple under him. When he was at Kennesaw, they were always pretty high assisted field goals made. They always – you know, we're a good passing team. They have a lot of kids that can play. And, and look, they had a lot of continuity last year. You bring that over to this group. Um, he's a guy that if I'm a big university, um, you know, like a Michigan, somewhere like that, I, I would take a flyer on someone like him. He is a hell of a coach. Um, and, of course, he's got the connections, too, with his brother. And I see Sharif, I looked it up yesterday, uh, is involved with the G League, like the president or something. So he's got he's still got a name as well, just that last name. Yeah, he's the guy that I would absolutely target. I think I'll, you have to look outside the box a lot of this time, and he is a guy that has won, um, you know, at every level. Um, you know, obviously he's only been at one other school, but he took them all the way to the, the NCAA tournament. We saw them obviously win a game, or, you know, I think, what did they win? One game? Um, what was that? Was that last year or the year before? I, I forget. But, um, I think it was last year. But, yeah, I, I think he's great. I, I think they're very good. That's a great conference the AAC. I don't really know who's who. I think even Florida Atlantic can be touched. Um, there's a lot of really good mid-major conferences. I think the Mount – like, Cliff, I, I made the case earlier on a show that I did that top to bottom, the Mountain West is better than the Big East. Yeah, uh, you have, you've sung their praises. I know. It is crazy to look at the standings. Uh, five – Let's see, four. Four out of the top five in the standings right now are new teams uh, in from the the Conference USA. And we talked about how good that conference was last year with Charlotte, UAB, uh, North Texas, all playing postseason basketball, winning postseason tournaments, things like that. And the only other team in the mix with them is South Florida, who really nobody had. 
uh going into this year so it is uh it is a crazy league jeff and unfortunately looks like a one bid league because memphis is really struggling right now and smu who i had as the best team in the league went out and lost to wichita uh, zach pointed out they still have a a really favorable net ranking but i don't think they're going to pass many eye tests unfortunately with the 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 losses they've had now so this looks like fau and done unless something changes here the last uh, few weeks and fau yeah I've seen this group in one-offs just lose random games so i mean look if they don't if they don't win this conference they're not going to the ncaa tournament i, I mean how do you how can you justify they're in the ncaa tournament if they i mean i guess they beat arizona so maybe they are I mean, but I'd, I'd like to know more about that like if they don't win the american i mean other than i guess the arizona's good enough to put you in but I don't know. I, what if they lose to like UAB again and like Temple or something like that? I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the Charlotte loss isn't looking terrible because Charlotte's seven and one, but they right now have got to hope that Texas A and M, Butler, Virginia Tech, and then the marquee one against Arizona is enough uh, if they are to falter in the AAC tournament. Cliff, Cliff, this team lost to Bryant, who's the third best team in the America East, and Florida Gulf Coast. A group who may not even make any postseason play. That, that's that's unforgivable. Um, if you have another bad loss or two, I think you could be looking down the barrel of what if they don't make the NCAA tournament? What if they lose in the second round of the, the American Conference to, I don't know, North Texas? Yeah. They uh, they would be sweating out the bubble, no doubt. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, uh, two games involving ranked teams tonight. Wisconsin on the road at Nebraska. Wisconsin a narrow favorite in that one. And then Arizona a big favorite at home against Cal. Uh, those two games involving top 25 teams. Anything else uh, you're looking at tonight? Uh, Tulane at SMU and AAC action. Uh, our buddy Ken Wallington from Channel 9, UNCW grad, was talking about UNCW at Charleston tonight. Good game uh, going on. So, uh, anything else you're following tonight? Uh, I like Vermont a little bit tonight at home. Uh, we look up and they're 16 and five and six and zero oh, as usual. John Becker's got one of the best mid-major teams in the country. It was kind of a tough goal for a while with this team covering numbers, but they have really hit their stride recently, uh, winning three of the last four by double digits tonight. Um, I believe they're a 12 point favorite tonight against Albany, a team who. Uh, is not very good, a team in Albany that wants to play fast, 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 and you are not going to be able to run against Vermont. You go back to last year, Vermont buried Albany in both games. Um, Albany can't stop anybody. I think Vermont continues to cruise uh, tonight. This is a really, really good team uh, in the America East, as usual. Jeff Nadeau joining us. We'll dive into uh, some Super Bowl later uh, next week, Jeff, but it uh, looks like uh, as far as the coaching carousel goes, it has come to an end uh, in the NFL with Washington hiring Dan Quinn, Mike McDonald going to the Seahawks yesterday. Just uh, a surprise, Jeff. That, and I didn't want Bill Belichick. I, I wanted something new. I wanted I, I wanted Ben Johnson to be honest uh, in Washington, uh, but no Belichick, no Vrabel. This hiring cycle, I found that pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's um, really just kind of. You know, Dan Quinn, I guess, doesn't really fit this, but we've seen a lot of it just kind of more teams are looking at these younger guys. Yep. They want the younger, fresher coaches. And, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know that I would have did it, but uh, – and I see that, like, the Eagles, like, they went after two proven guys. So it's, it's really kind of, I think, where you are. But, yeah, it seems like we're going younger. 
I uh, can't wait to hear. Is it Kellen Moore? Is he in Philly now? Can't wait to hear Jeff complain about Kellen Moore next year. It's going to happen. Yeah, it will. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Nate, do anything else, man, before we let you go today? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing. Just enjoying life, trying to trying to get through the rat race. I will probably get pissed off at Kellen Moore. I'm going to have to run the ball. <laughs> It's bound to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, Jeff, will talk Super Bowl and some props. Oh, uh, you are Mr. Random Prop. I still think about it. Uh, all those years ago, will John Bon Jovi be shown in Bob Kraft's box? You said yes, and you hit that bet very early in the uh, – that was a long time ago now. Um, and we'll talk props next week. Have you looked at anything for uh, for this year that you like, Jeff? Well, I'm going to see what the props on um – a certain person TS is looking like. Um, I, I I would love to if I could grab one on over one and a half times. She's shown. I'm doubtful it'll be that low, but if it is, um, this is going to be a gag fest next week. Yeah, I will say I think Kelsey to score a touchdown any time looks very strong. Um, San Francisco I think can be beat over the middle with tight ends. They look for him generally in the red zone as well. We know that he's. He was targeted 11 times last week. He's always good in the playoffs. Plus, they want to get her on camera. I think he gets a touchdown. That's a great play. There you go, Nadeau. We'll talk more Super Bowl uh, coming up next week. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Enjoyed it as always, man. Thanks. Have a good weekend, Cliff. All right, you do the same. There is the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Checking in, um, John Moody says, hope you guys are doing well on this Thursday. Hello, Pirate Radio family. Chandler don't talk like that no more. I remember when I talked like that. You're a brand new man. Somebody brought up Mike Mc, uh, McDonald, so I'm stalling here Here's, for a second. Uh, that. that. Let's see. <laughs> it's Jerry. Jerry's just obsessed with this coaching hire. Oh, ad. I'm not going to watch The Irrational on NBC no matter how many times you show me the ad. Not going to do it. Another ad. You can skip in three. No, I love ads. And if you like to advertise here on Pirate Radio, you should. I was watching YouTube the other day and got a 60-second unskippable ad. We can what? play both at the same time. No, we have more important <laughs> things to listen to, like this right here. <laughs> can you describe what he looks like? Uh, he's in the shower with a shampoo, hair, and beard, looking like <laughs> it looks Michael. Just McDonald. like him. Um, were you av- able to skip that ad, Alex, or you had to watch the whole thing? Unskippable. God, that sounds sounds awesome, man, because I love ads. We have great commercial breaks here at Pirate Radio, and you should tune into them to listen to all our great sponsors. We need to get a napkin company. (laughs) (laughs) Because Buddy Roll is a mess up there. Start to like Michael McDonald. Let's take a break. The strawberry milkshake is all over my face. It's in my mustache. I spilled mine all over the front of my shirt. So uh, I'm clean as a whistle over here. That is a good, good milkshake. Huckleburger. I needed a straw more than I needed a spoon. There's something uh, about Chon that I want to roast when we get back. What could that be? 
And we'll find out after uh, that. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts. For any of your business needs, let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Uh, Clip. (laughs) Sorry. Chandler and I were doing something. Show research. Chan, thank you for, uh, you're a real friend. Hey, don't sweat it, bud. Thank you for notifying me that I was making a mess of myself eating this milkshake. I have milkshake. done some really friendly things to you today. Drinking or milking? Huh? I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> um, I guess you drink a milkshake and not eat it, despite I'm using a spoon and not a... Like, what, what would you say? I, kinda, I would say drink it. Yeah. Uh, that's from a movie. I drink your milkshake. You did have a milkshake mustache there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywho, uh, yeah, thank you for being a friend. Yeah, uh, brought you back lunch today. You did. Um, brought you a shake. You did. And they're I, fattening me up for and, something. And here. I told you, you know, that you're you had some milkshake on your mouth. Flavor saver going. And now you're about to roast me. So let's hear it. It's not really a roast. It's a. Uh, by the way, Jamie on YouTube said Chon has to be the most roasted person in Eastern Carolina. I'm roasted. Tyler said, no cherry. What are we, animals? So I told Sean, he asked cherry and whipped cream. I said, yes, but I said, especially the whipped cream. Don't really care one way or the other about the cherry. Cherry doesn't do much for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I usually don't eat it. Yeah. Tyler, if we're ever together in a milkshake situation. You got a problem? You can have my cherry. You got a problem in there, bud? Let's say Yes. The cherry is literally the cherry on top. It is one of the best parts of the milkshake. <laughs> one of the best. And you couldn't be bothered to eat it for shame on both of you. you say I it. just saw him in there going, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I said, get on the mic. You said one of the best parts of a milkshake. How many uh, parts are there to a milkshake? Three. <laughs> okay. The Let's milkshake, the, the whipped cream, and the cherry. <laughs> and you're saying that's top three. It's top three. All right, cool. Well, let's do your power rankings then. Tough guy. I'm going one is the milkshake. <laughs> okay. Two is the cherry. And oh, three is the whipped cream. Wow. All right. If, so I could could sub- the whi- if I could substitute it and get two cherries without whipped cream, I'm give me that. Give me all that. All right. Uh, Ryan says cherries are overrated. I'm with Clip and Chon on this one. Zach nods his head in approval. Jamie says whipped cream and cherries make it a Sunday. I don't know about Sunday. that. Sunday. You sure about that? You sure about that? 
I feel like Sundays are like nuts and chocolate and stuff. And bananas? That's a split. I feel like Sundays have to be ice cream. Like straight ice cream. Yeah, Jamie, sometimes I think you just say things. Yeah, I, I worry about Jamie sometimes. Sundays also have sauce. Sauce? Sauce? Chocolate or caramel variety. What's your favorite flavor milkshake there, Cherry Boy? Have you had the Reese's milkshake from uh Cook- Don't say that place. Why? Not a sponsor. Oh yeah, from that uh unnamed establishment. Nah, I haven't. My uh, my daughter gets Actually one. it sucks now that I think about it. <laughs> huckleburger is where you go get your milkshakes yeah full disclosure have not been to huckleberry yet so that's gonna change soon. <laughs> huckleberry is uh huckleberry the sorry. hound they do not worry don't, hey, don't worry about it i have said huckleberry several times Dude, uh, my bad <laughs> you're good Alex. My bad. i also highly recommend their cheesesteaks you can get one for like five bucks on thursdays on thursdays yes. yeah you can get one and it is it's got so much flavor in it. It's, I just really can't describe it, but it's really good. You know what I like about Alex? He cares. Like, if he makes what is looked at as a mistake, like he genuinely feels bad about it, and and we like roast him, but we're we're it's okay. Like we're cool with you. We roast you because we like you. Thanks. Yeah, because if I, we didn't like you, we wouldn't say anything. I appreciate how much you care. I do. I know. I do. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing. Jamie says, "Is milkshake not ice cream?" Let's not let's not do this right now. Um, it, it was handed to us and described as a milkshake therefore it is a milkshake Eric said honey cut roasted Cheerios the breakfast of real Italians uh, here's what I wanted to say to you Chon I walk in here I leave yesterday I come in today and there's just paper on the table it's not a big deal at all if I had hiring and firing power around here I would not get rid of you <laughs> You're fired. But it's just one of those things that... I didn't know that bothered you so much. Why? Wait, what's going on right now? I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to listen to their conversation. Zach was uh, imitating a clip going, uh, those papers over there, they're getting on my nerves. That's not where the paper lives. Put the paper... Where does the paper live? Not there. I don't know. Trash can, a folder, a cabinet... I do notice that you're you're really good at taking your papers and putting them in your little <laughs> in your drawer. And I'm not neat by any means. I just put them in the drawer so nobody can see them. I have another problem here, though. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. What is it? This one more so than the other one. What is the purpose of this paper? It's got literally four words on it. <laughs> And four numbers. Can you not remember this Can in your you head? Can you give me that? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. But why even print this out? And why is it sitting on this table? By the way, oh, four hey, words, hey. four numbers. You know what? You know who you're roasting right now? It's not even me. I'm it roasting Mark, you, dummy. It is Mark Alexander. Okay. Mark printed this if up. If you want to throw here. him under the bus, I'll roast both of y'all. What is it? It's the, the Cupid Crawl coming up February 10th for Fleet Feet. Now, I wonder what links those races could be. I hope we wrote it down, because we'll never remember a 5K and 10K. Hold on, let me just check my notes. There's no possible way let me check my notes. we'll remember on, let me that it's 5K it. and 10K. Let's see. Uh, look, let me look down the list here. 
Oh, there it is. Uh, you have a chance or a choice between 5K and 10K. Now, I'm going to use some deductive... Let me just look for the date one more time. No, 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 because I'm going to use some deductive reasoning here. I'm going to say if it's a Cupid crawl, it's probably got something to do with Valentine. So I'm going to say it's February. I'm going to say it's the month of February. And why will we promote a race in 2025 or 2028? I'm going to say it's this year. So that takes out two more things we need to know. Really, the only thing you need to remember is that number right there, which is the 10th. And I, that's why I had the paper sitting right here. <laughs> well, how about I just circle this number real big because that's the only thing you need to remember. All right, coming The up, number 10. Coming up in February, the Cupid Crawl. You'll have your choice between 5K and 10K. And the date is... Oh, crap. <laughs> Oh, the tent. The tent. The tent. I'm so glad you wrote that down. This was a tree, man. I sound like some like bleeding heart today. Oh, is that why you're upset? No, not at oh, all. No, just stop. You're upset because we wasted paper. It bothers me that you needed to type out four words and four numbers. I didn't type this out. My good friend Mark Alexander said, "Hey." Here, I printed this out for you. Okay, it bothers me. And I me. said, thank you, man. And I didn't want to just throw it away. It bothers me that he thinks, because of the way you act, you ha- you don't have the brain capacity to really handle just one number in your brain. That's, I, I had to remember that it was called the Cupid Crawl, and that there was a 5K and a 10K, and that it was on, gosh, what's the date? Oh, there it is, February 10th, 2024. <sighs> Come to the Cupid Crawl. We'll have our fleet fee rundown at some point in today's show. Yeah. And we'll also bring this back up, so keep it right here so I'll remember what to say. Cupid crawl. You know what you're in. I'm not even going to say because that would be mean. All right. Stupid crawl. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Holden Aylers joins us to talk about the Holden Aylers Show, episode number four with Coach Ruff. Ruff and McNeil. More to go, Pirate Radio Live, on a Thursday in February of 2024. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you know that there are uh, thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ECU athletics as much as you do? Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DIAL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday coming up, hour number four. Coach Hud, Greg Hudson. And we did we haven't told Coach Hud yet. It's like a semi surprise. But uh Brett Hickman's name came up last week because he was in a picture, an old picture with Coach Hud. And uh 
brett said hey let me come on and uh tell some hud stories so absolutely we'll talk some old pirate football uh, coming up in hour number three with greg hudson brett hickman and some great football talk uh pirate football talk on today's edition of the holt naylor show episode four as they talk to the man ruffin mcneil holt naylor's joins us here in the pirate radio studios holt welcome in how you doing man appreciate it clip man excited to be here uh his red hot knicks are playing well that was his lock of the oh, are week still last week them? oh of course of course they win every game yeah. why wouldn't you at this <laughs> you gotta, point you can't stop now uh, and uh, another great show today, Holton, and uh, great guest. This was one that y'all y'all teased. Uh, so, so, who are the uh, the answers when you put it out on Twitter? You kind of gave some parameters, some yeah. clues. Uh, what names did you see? We uh, we saw Gerard, which we're working on. We'll get him on soon. Um, first of all, our next two guests are pretty sick too. We're gonna start teasing those here okay. soon. But we got Gerard. Um, no, dude, no one picked rough because we, we kept saying player, player, player. We never said coach. You said a um, player that played for a legendary coach. Yes. And everybody was going, who is that? Steve Logan they're yeah. talking about? So, yeah, it so was I'm a good die. Yeah. yeah, it was a great clue. Um, and Caden wanted me to be like, he's a coach. I'm like, well, obviously, a player coach is rough. Yeah. So, um, kept going with that. And then someone, literally an hour before we tweeted out, like, who it was, someone finally commented rough. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's release it. So, <laughs> it was pretty cool. We were having fun with it. I was told by Jonathan Ellerby to ask about a lunch. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So can you explain that? I don't. You know. didn't watch the show, I guess, man. We I watched some of it with Mark Alexander today, <laughs> but I, I had to do some other. No, things. understandable. Um, yeah. So, in the episode, I go into detail about um a week before commitment day. I said signing day on the show. I meant commitment day. Um, a big time ECU donor, probably top three at the time, really well known guy. Asked to go to lunch with me and my dad. And look, I've been to donor lunches before some acc school so i knew what that meant or i thought i knew what it meant and uh so i go to lunch with him and pretty much you're gonna have to watch the show to figure out what he said to me but he pretty much you're gonna have to go to the show <laughs> it wasn't what you what i thought it was gonna be okay was, uh right. crazier than i ever imagined it being i did not hear that part either but yeah, you're I did go, it was right after the rough interview um i, I talked about how bad the program was in shambles and that mm. was kind of part of it so yeah. now i kind of want to quit this show hey nobody <laughs> go to that show until after this one I, I already wanted to watch the show after work and now i definitely want you got to, watch to. The show. you got to i did listen to most if not all of the rough interview and want to play a couple of clips holt uh including and they're both questions from Caden norman uh, ironically yeah. <laughs> uh but it kind of would have been an awkward question for you to ask i guess it was what about a ninth-year-old whole nailers did Ruffin McNeil see yeah. uh, when he was coaching here at East Carolina. Uh, hit cut number one, Charlie. What made you go out there and feel confident in offering Holt Nailers as a ninth grader? I knew him before then. Uh, when he was playing, like, Little League baseball, that was his deal. You know, everybody thinks football, <laughs> he was really good at that. But but uh, I remember that. And then his dad and I, boy, we've had a relationship for a long, long time. Um, and, uh, you know, just, you know, uh, the, the, the first time you meet him, number one, as a, as a person, uh, you want him on your team, period. Then as a quarterback leading the team, period. And then, you know, you knew he was going to do, any, do anything, do everything every day to get better. Uh, how do I know that? I've just been doing it so long and watching young men so long. You could see uh, he's going to be easy to coach and easy to lead. And it was proof. And, and his legacy is there forever there in East Carolina. 
Hold uh, some awesome words from Coach Russ. First of all, when you hear Coach Russ's voice, it just makes you smile. It does. When you know you it got does. a great dude right there. Um, but yeah, I, I, from what I know about you, you've always seemed like a mature kid. But for him to kind of pick up on that that early on, uh, y'all, I'm sure y'all hit it off. And and he says those things about you. You could ask all the players that played for him what made you want to play for a guy, yeah. like, you know, commit to a guy like Ruffin McNeil. So you can answer that half of it. How about that part of the relationship? Yeah, I mean, I I wish I could have played for him. I mean, he's an ECU legend, and I mean, I was ready to commit the day he offered me. And I told the story about how he offered me, and um, got kind of into detail of that on the show. But I mean, yeah, he's a great guy, and like you said, I mean, ask any person who's ever had an interact interaction with him, they have a rough story, and uh, that's how you know you have a good person. He could have really just summed up all that by just saying local politics and, uh, <laughs> the rest of it would have been taken care of well so. morgan was the pa announcer and uh it was in my contract we had to bring his kid on there's local politics but luckily he was halfway decent enough we could fool everybody yeah one of those things <laughs> do you remember uh, the exact moment when you got offered by east carolina in ninth grade yeah and how you react well, we talked about that today you were you offered before you knew you were offered? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it sounded yeah. like yeah. He uh yeah, I talked about it in the show and I he was like, you know, we got an, you got an offer from us, right? And I was like, no, sir, I did not it's know. News that. to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it goes into Chandler. You should listen to the whole. I Baylor should show. need man. to listen you to that should. show <laughs> every Thursday noon comes out. Yeah, and uh, I usually catch up on it on at six o'clock, which you can tonight on Pirate Radio. Good plug. There we go. Good save there, man. <laughs> uh, and then the the question of the day. Uh, this one's been out on social media, but uh, what would it take, or would you know, Coach Ruff ever come back to East Carolina in a capacity? We've got the the question and the answer. This is number two, Shirley. Would you consider ever, if you were offered a homecoming back to ECU in the development role or kind of the role you you kind of have at State today? Would you ever consider that potentially? You know, uh, uh, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I, I, my, one of my roles, I've always enjoyed the head coaching role, put me out of a little bit. I love being in the background and I love, uh, being able to help and aid. Uh, I never want to be in someone's, uh, way or be a distraction from the person in charge of his chance to grasp and galvanize not just the team, but the community and the fans. And uh, that would be the biggest thing right now is, uh, you know, being in the way of a coach and Gavin, and his way of galvanizing the team. Uh, and uh, But I like right now, like I've turned out a lot of speaking engagements. I've turned out some head jobs. I just want to be, I just want to be in the background. Well, my dad was not doing well either, but just want to be in the background. I think it's, uh, you know, it's a great question, uh, but I sort of, I hope I spoke what I what I sort of looked for. I didn't want, I would never have, want to interfere with another coach's uh, chance to bring his spirit and philosophy and his his way of doing things, and uh, it might interfere with that. It's a it's a very valid question. Obviously, it's a tough one to answer. Could you imagine an ECU coach 
that was at state being asked that question and how pirate fans would listen to that answer and say what's he going to say does he want to go back to state does he not like (laughs) so it's tough for him to answer and he he kind of went around it i think his point is, is well taken though if he does return he has such a name such a legacy here that he doesn't want to take away from from what's going on day in day out with the program so i what i'm saying is i think he answered it about the best way he could he did and look i mean we've said the whole time it's the people show and we're gonna ask the tough questions i asked uh was he expecting the firing in 2015 like i just straight up asked him and he had a good answer there too um but yeah, I mean, I we're gonna have to ask the questions. Sometimes you got to be political, and you know, our show isn't gonna be political at all, even though it's local <laughs> politics. But that's more of a joke than anything. But um, I mean, I thought he answered it really well, and it does make sense that he doesn't want to, you know, overshadow anyone. Uh, Steve asking about the infamous it's local politics, bud. Does that guy know he's a legend now? Who said it? So Holden's got we're the still, APB out on him. Yeah, you know, we uh, you know at, the end of the, at the end of the show we. Uh, we called him out again asking if anyone knows who he is he's he's an, an anonymous right now under an alias name so we're uh, we're still finding him yeah we are uh searching for that man who i believe called in with a couple of different names he was <laughs> was he larry because then he called in as like gary in texas the following yeah. week i want to say so uh he's all over the map we do not know i was waiting for him to call in and say he was mary too but i yeah. don't and do a woman you know, just waiting for it but it just didn't happen yeah so uh yeah we're, we're definitely looking for that guy whole nailer show episode four available now where you get your podcast and uh on pirate radio at six and of course pirate radio tv and uh, i talked to Caden norman yesterday he said uh things are going well from his perspective speaking of the the walk-ons uh i remember jack saying this but like he and drew and Caden never played for rough no Kaden either um but i remember you point out like jack and drew are not as familiar with rough and mcneil as you and and even Caden are and uh the way jack was like yeah hearing a guy say i love you and you saying i love you back he was like that's a that's yeah, a special bond between sure. a, a coach player there especially a guy you didn't even, even play, play for yeah yeah it's, it's crazy and that's uh that's the type of person rough is no doubt uh he is uh very lovable uh for that sure. even in the red which he didn't wear red i asked Caden that yesterday i said when the show pops up what's he gonna be wearing yeah said he went with a neutral black he did so he did was i was uh i asked drew to get because we can't see the screen we're working on it here we're obviously building the studio here and we're gonna have tvs in there where we can see the screen but only drew can see the screen i told him beforehand i was like dude give me a thumbs up or thumbs down because i opened the show with that i was like you know you can't like coaching in that red but if he was wearing it i was gonna say you can't like wearing the red <laughs> <laughs> um and i thought it was a real moment seeing uh, an older gentleman like ruff mcneil struggle with technology at the beginning it was hilarious <laughs> we thought about editing it out and i was like dude i can't not nah. He was like, I'm an OG Holt. I can't handle all this technology. Uh, but it got going. It was a great, uh, great interview, great show. And uh, you can check that out right now. Holt, um, man, Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes. When you put it that way, it sounds like a mismatch. But how about Purdy? And I'm still, I still don't know if I want to put him in that that category or if he's just a system guy. But the way he ran the ball last he week, he played really good, man. Me, man. He, uh, I mean, Jack will give you all the updates yeah. on how he's the best quarterback in the league. I'm not going <laughs> to say that, but um, he played really well. And look, he's in the Super Bowl. Quarterbacks don't get to the Super Bowl. I, first episode, I went on a limb and said the Browns were going to make the Super Bowl and Flacco was going to lead them, and uh, random quarterbacks make it. Purdy's not a random quarterback that made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's he's played really well. You don't go from almost undrafted to Super Bowl quarterback in two years unless you're a stud. Obviously, the coaching is very well around him. Yeah. He's been coached really well. He has a lot of good pieces, but uh, he's there for a reason. Uh, now, if you 
compare him to Mahomes, obviously that's two totally different things, but uh, he's there for a reason. And uh, Big Dog earlier this week, I'll give him some credit on this. We were talking about MVPs for the Chiefs. He said Steve Spagnolo, Chris Jones, that defense. Because lying, even man. when they had their lulls this year, the defense always showed up. They've showed up in these playoffs. Uh, didn't allow anything to Lamar and the Ravens after that first drive of the game, really. So uh, that's the the matchup for the Super Bowl. We'll, you'll get into it more next week, I'm sure. But uh, any early thoughts? Yeah, um, I think you got to go with the best quarterback, and I think Mahomes has shown that he's the guy. He's won Super Bowls before. Um, you, you're talking about Chris Jones and stuff. Kind of a cool story is when I was in Seattle, I was talking to Drew and Gino about just who is the most disruptive player that you know you got that maybe doesn't get enough credit, and they both said Chris Jones was. Mm. They said he was huge. Uh, he's really good with his hands, and obviously, I mean, disrupts the game more than anyone else. They said he did almost more than Aaron Donald just because he's bigger. Uh, so you got to put more people on. He is a uh, disruptor, no doubt about that. Uh, seeing Jim Harbaugh, you got to get used to that. Uh, yeah. No longer wearing the Michigan, no longer wearing like a the hoodie or a sweatshirt. He's in a nice suit He's today. Right suit now. Um, so he is being introduced. Saw Dave Canales uh, introduced earlier today. Chon, did you yeah. get a chance to watch that? Uh, a little bit. It went long because they introduced Dave Canales and Dan Morgan. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I watched a little bit of it, and uh, I'll watch the rest, along with the Holton Naylor show. After. There we go. There we go. Holt had some good things to say about Canales. Basically, the information yeah. you got from Gino and Drew Locke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at his quarter. He he makes quarterbacks successful. So no. I mean, he helped revive Gino's career. Yeah, and Baker. And then I mean, when he really? left, I mean, Gino didn't have the best yeah. of the year. So. I'm telling you, from what Gino and Drew told me was like in preseason camp, Drew especially was like, look, because there was a little bit of time when Gino and our new quarterback coach, Greg Olson, and not the tight end from the Panthers, but uh, quarterback coach Greg Olson. They were bumping heads a little bit early in camp. Um, and Drew was like, dude, it's because Canales used to be like a stud. Like, he's mm. going to be a head coach one day. And, yeah. like, he's the reason that we played so well. And, look, if you're a Panthers fan, you want you got to start with a quarterback. He drafted 1-1 overall. I mean, he's a quarterback guru. He's, he showed to make quarterbacks better, so I like it. How about the latest hirings? Uh, a bit different than what we saw early in the cycle with a bunch of young offensive guys, a couple of, uh, well, a young defensive guy and an old defensive guy, Mike McDonald to the Seahawks, and then uh, Dan Quinn to my commanders. Any thoughts on those hires, Holt? I like I like Dan Quinn to the commanders, and I really like Mike McDonald to the uh, Seahawks, too. I mean, if you get a good defensive guy who's a stud and kind of rejuvenated a defense, I mean, I think those are two markets that need good defenses, obviously. And, I mean, I support it. I like it. I saw some quotes uh, from McDonald, and to me it just sounded like Pete Carroll had gone back. It was like, <laughs> we're going to have fun. We're going to fly around. We're going to be young and exciting. And I was like, this is Pete Carroll all it's over Pete Carroll's the younger version of Pete Carroll. So good to, to have that same mindset, I get, I guess. But uh, I don't know. What do you think about the Seahawks without Pete Carroll? Can they can they keep up the, the good play they've had during that, that Carroll era? Man, I think so. I think they got the right guy, honestly, a young defensive-minded coach because obviously Pete's a defensive-minded coach. And then the NFL, like – a lot of teams and organizations, they just need a good personality at the helm. Like the coordinators do a lot more. In the NFL, the head coaches just make decisions on timeouts and mm-hmm. I mean the little thing, game management. But as long as he puts good coordinators around him, and he might be calling the defense, I don't know, <clears throat> since he's so young, but uh, I like the hire. On that note, 
uh, it's got to be a dream for these guys to be a head coach one day but ben johnson stays in a very dynamic offense with the lines with all those weapons and then slowick with the houston has the love going to work with cj stroud every day they decide to take their names out of hats and stay where they are Uh, maybe it's a new trend maybe it's just two separate uh, situations here but found that interesting that they're going back to their good offenses i did too i saw ben johnson he was talking to one of the receivers he was like i just love it here we got unfinished business and they do got such a good team and they got so far and like people expected them to be good but i don't think people expected them to be a couple plays away from the super bowl like they were so um i'd be excited if i was him i mean they got a lot of weapons on offense i got a good quarterback so why not come back and look those head coaching jobs there's going to be new ones next year as long as they play good there's always a new cycle opening up um when i think and you're talking about the quarterback uh coordinator relationship i always think back to jason campbell former washington quarterback who was very talented at auburn came out had a big arm bit of a slow delivery but i think he could have been a good quarterback but he had like six different coordinators in five seasons and like maybe if you're the best of the best it'll work out for you but that's just a recipe for disaster yeah i mean as a quarterback i couldn't imagine every year learning a new offense i mean you could be good in one offense and suck in the next like that's just football i mean each playing style doesn't fit every offense so i couldn't imagine having that many because you're not gonna you're gonna be inconsistent you just had to get used to a new center every year right wasn't that your thing center every game pretty much for for a few (laughs) times until avery jones got here um yeah john spells he was really good when peyton winstead got her i had some good ones they were uh, good and had terrible luck yeah just got hurt man and then avery jones finally came in stuck and then obviously he went to auburn but yeah i uh i had two ocs here so i kind of lucked up luke uh says cool story about rough my sophomore year of high school we had a class project each student had to reach out to people in the sports community and write them a letter to see if they would come speak to the class people were writing to all kinds of people only a few people in the class got responses sure enough rough responded with an autograph what a guy oh that sounds about right yeah it sounds right it sounds uh par for the course uh with rough and mcneil all right holt uh anything else you got a uh nicks play tonight you got a pick of the night I'm not picking the Knicks. I got two plays. Um, I got Carolina beating Duke Saturday, and I got Memphis covering the spread versus Wichita State on Saturday as well. But I'm not. I'm not taking the Knicks right now. It's like playing roulette when they're hot. Eventually, they're gonna they're gonna lose a game. And look, I don't think they're gonna lose a game, but I'm not gonna put my money on it. And it basically sounds like this weekend you are picking bounce backs because Memphis lost yesterday. They did. And North Carolina lost Memphis Monday. Lost their last four games but i yeah. think wichita state isn't good i think that's why the spread's going to be close they're at home um they're super talented they were ranked literally last week they were ranked top 15 until they lost four in a row and then carolina what do you think the line where is that that's in chapel hill so carolina yeah. will be favored yeah but you, um, uh, you think i think it'll running? be two to three points i mean i don't think it's going to be many especially coming off a loss duke has some sketch losses but i think carolina at home and carolina before last two nights ago's loss or maybe last night's loss they were playing really good they didn't have any really bad losses so i think they'll be ready to go it is uh it's kind of funny a marquee weekend coach mack had sent me that uh text remember about all these top 10 versus top 10 so carolina lost they played duke this weekend kentucky and tennessee have lost this week yep. they play that's a top 10 matchup and then i think the one i'm looking forward to the most uh, is Houston ready for primetime? I think they are, but they are at Kansas Saturday at 4 o'clock. That'll be a great game. Yeah, I think Caden took that on the pod. The last uh, That was one of his bets, I think, so we'll see. Check out the Holden Naylor Show, Episode 4, available right now with Ruff and McNeil and the walk-ons. Uh, we'll see if we can get Jack Powers on the show next week for Super Bowl week and uh, get his thoughts on his for Niners sure, yeah. taking on the Chiefs. Hold, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate for sure. it. Thanks, boys. We'll uh, take a timeout, come back. We'll have our Fleet Feed Rundown. 
Chandler will tell you more about the Cupid Crawl 5K and 10K. I can't see the date anymore. Wasted an entire sheet of paper for four words and four numbers. And it just, it sticks in my crawl is what it does. Uh, We'll be back with you. Pirate Radio Live, hour two. More to go after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. You already hating on your new coach? Nah, I'm just... I'm finding something <clears throat> to complain about. I mean... I need to go watch the um, the press conference, though, and see what he said. Would you rather have Dave Canales or Dan Quinn as your head coach? Dave Canales. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, it's not exciting. I, you know what's crazy? Is and it might work out, but it's definitely Mike not Vrabel exciting. Mike got out of this with no job. Yeah. That what is, is his future? TV? He's for done. TV for a year and then, I yeah. mean, pull the Sean Payton, I guess? Yeah, he'll, he'll be back if he wants to be back, definitely. Um, it is surprising. Something I want to talk to Coach Hud about is a head coach. Do you see the Boston College head coach is taking, uh, taking a, a defensive job? coordinator job with the Packers? Yes, I did see that. And I want to kind of talk about that trend uh, with Coach Hud in hour number three. Uh, it happened last year. Kent State's head coach went to be on – Deion Sanders staff as the offensive coordinator at Colorado. Yeah, that is a lot different. I'm talking about the trend of college coaches getting out of college and the NIL rat race to be in the NFL. Yeah. Um, But Coach Hud will join us coming up in hour number three of today's show. Fleet Feet Rundown brought to you by Fleet Feet. And oh, oh, Shirley made a mistake. Oh, she's not there. She's not even here. <laughs> oh, good. I can talk about her with her not being oh, around. Oh, she's coming back. Shirley did You're some... You're in trouble, uh, I think. I don't she's know. She's not in trouble. She just made a mistake. I was, and she'll own her mistake. She did a physical activity earlier today and was not wearing oh, her yeah. shoes from Fleet Feet. I was not. And boy, howdy, did I pay for it. And, and just like we said yesterday, her puppies are aching. They're barking. Yeah, what yeah. happened? Um... So there's an elementary school in Farmville that has, uh, this week they've been celebrating parents in PE. So they invite parents of... Pip. Uh, yes. Pippy. Uh, Pippy. Pipe. Uh, pipe. <laughs> anyway, um, so they invite parents to come and participate. And I had a friend who has two little ones at home and her husband couldn't uh, attend. And so they asked me if I would fill in uh, for their daughter who's in first grade. And so I showed up this morning to participate in PE, 
and we played a game called Roundup, which is kind of a, a it's kind of like dodgeball, but just slightly different. And we did four rounds of it, and I can tell you right now that I am exhausted. I mean, I absolutely got worn out this morning, and and the PE session is only thirty minutes. So I am definitely out of shape, and I got to get myself back in shape now. And but my you got to wear the proper me. footwear. Yeah, that's all you, Cheryl's. You should have yeah, had the fleet feet it's on shoes. Me. It's on me. I just wanted to they go with something that, different they today. Didn't do that all that scientific stuff and the one-on-one service just to say, all right, just go out there and, and do physical activity without these shoes that we're about to give you. Come on. Yeah, but I also, you know, but you also know that I like to color coordinate, and I do have different pairs of shoes that i like to match with my clothing and i decided to go with a different pair and i did not take into account that i would be running i think i died twice during that pe session but uh i didn't know i was going to be running that much so yeah i should have stuck with the shoes i got from yeah stick with the girl you brought to the dance or something like that well said yeah. um Let's get to our Fleet Feet rundown. Game of the night last night, obviously, was Catawba versus Limestone. Catawba. Is that how you say it? Oh, that's kind of how you sounded. How do you say it, Catawba. Catawba? <laughs> like in a country accent, though. It's fun. Catawba. How should I say it? Catawba. Catawba. Catawba? That's how I say it, because I'm Italian. Catawba! Catawba! Hey, put a little... I went to a Catawba basketball Put a mozzarella on the patata. Catawba. I got a Catawba cuts over here. My uh, my apologies. <laughs> um, I heard this on... So I follow a guy named Seth. Seth Eves. I guess he was the PA announcer for this, because he was the one... It's from NCAA D2 Buzzer Beaters. This is... Catawba hitting a three at the buzzer to force overtime. And luckily, I'm telling you what's happening because the the play-by-play guy doesn't tell you anything. The color guy is countryer than Chandler on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, he is really upset with the limestone on this play. Shirley, let's hit it. On the inbound player. They do kind of lay. All right, foul. Foul. You are kidding me. We're in overtime. A wild three-point shot. That is unreal. That's why you foul in that situation. Goodness me. Goodness Goodness me. me. Sounds like he's yelling at the coach, doesn't it? That's why you foul in that situation. Oh, no! Surely. Oh, no! Hit it again. Is this play-by-play guy being paid? Foul. Foul. He didn't say anything. Foul. All right, let's hear it. Nobody on the inbound player. Nobody on the inbound. You're kind of late. Okay. Right, foul. He's coming up the court. Foul. He's not saying a word. The game's What's over. happening? Oh, oh, you are oh, kidding what me. What happened? We're in overtime. <laughs> We're in overtime. Oh, wow. How did we get here? What's the score? Did it magically happen? That is unreal. That's unreal. That's why you foul in that situation. Goodness me. Tell me what happened. Goodness me. What is going on? <laughs> uh, hey, Billy Bob, what happened in the game? That is a, that's an all-time call right there. No Goodness me. The play-by-play guy didn't say anything the entire play. <laughs> yeah, he's going. 
Foul! He's going foul! <laughs> foul! This is the color guy. The play-by-play guy's silent. He said they're not they're not guarding the inbounder, and then he goes silent until after the regulation because the horn. That's out. why you found that situation. <laughs> Goodness me! You know what? To be fair to the play-by-play guy, I bet that uh, color guy has talked over him the whole game. Foul. Shoot it! It sounds shoot like right it. here. Shoot the ball. It sounds like he might have tried out for the team and didn't make it, but they said, "Hey, you could do radio if you want." And then he's still mad and thinks he knows everything about basketball. Can't hear. Not one. sure what's going on. Sabarino, however, <laughs> going to the line. Love this guy. I love how it's just starts. a few seconds ago was in this exact because position. This guy tells you what's happening. Not sure what's going on. You might not know what's going on because he says one thing and then says and the one. other, <laughs> like this right here. That one falls off the mark. Here comes D'Angelo. He pulls up his three-pointer. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, goodness me, oh, my! No! <laughs> Is there anything better than, like, D2, D3 high school play-by-play? You know, you know that the thing that the <laughs> the three people that were listening to that broadcast, as soon as he says, it falls. They're like, they were so like hell yeah. What if you bet on that game like, and you needed yes, that sir. point? Yeah. Off the mark. What if, you had, what if you had team total and they needed one free throw to hit it and he says, it falls. <laughs> and we'd say, yeah. Off the mark. What? Oh, man. <laughs> Not sure. Surely. They do kind of lay. All right. Can you right, can you start the no hold on. the guy's trying to oh wait he's not talking at all wait timeout oh you are kidding me what we're in overtime we don't know what happened did he call timeout man that is unreal what that's is? why you foul in that that's situation you foul, you son of goodness a... me <laughs> goodness me oh goodness me oh my can you can you play the beginning of this the, that one. <laughs> Not sure what's going on. Sabarino, however. <laughs> that is a great way to set up a big-time play. Not, sh- not, not sure, sure what's going on. The guy's about to shoot a free throw. Not sure what's going on. <laughs> what did he think was happening? He's, he's practicing. All right. We have uh, the teams lining up on the free throw line. There is one guy sure going to shoot going basketball. On. It looks like they are alternating where they stand on the line. Not sure what's going on. Sabarino, however. Now, this player is standing kind of in the middle of them, facing the basket. The other... Now, there's two guys at midcourt. Why are they there? (laughs) Not sure what's going on. (laughs) Not sure what's going on here. (laughs) The producer's like, it's a free throw. Not sure what's going on. So if he misses it, do I say it falls? And they're like, yes. Not sure what's going on. Sabarino, however, going to the line. What's the proper way? Just a few seconds ago was in this exact position. (laughs) What's the proper way to say a guy misses a shot? Oh, it falls? All right, got it. Perfect. Perfect. Sure I didn't say he misses or he bricks it? No, say it falls. (laughs) That one falls. No, off the mark. Off Off the mark. A poor mission. Not sure what's going on. <laughs> oh man! Now I just want to like, I need a scanner, like an old police scanner, but it just goes from D two game to D two game, so I can hear these calls. Come oh, in, come in, Port Valley. Come in, Port Valley. 
Tyler said, hello, the 1920s say hey. He did start out like he was about to announce the assassination of a president. Not sure what's going on. Not sure what's going Not on. Not sure what's going on here. Now here at Dallas Plaza. Vargas in the area, still with it on the right side, stepping over, setting it back for Lindsay. Lindsay sends it back into the area for Svidersky. One touch! He scores! <laughs> he scores! Another one for Svidersky! I forgot about Mickey It's like there was one guy in the booth, and then Mickey Mouse came sure in there, going on. shoved him out of the way, and said, I got this call. Slutterski! Play it again. Let's, let's, let's visualize Vargas this. Vargas in the area, still with it on the right side, stepping over, setting it back for Lindsay. Mickey Mouse comes in, the area for pushes him out of the way, and hits the mic. Not sure what's going on. Do you have the whole call of the uh, the hockey guy that freaked out Shirley? Hit the whole call of that. Rush holds it back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> and that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence right there. Nine twenty-five. Let's. I apologize if I just uh, I just damaged your eardrums there. Just it went right over the mesh, right over my head. So. Uh, I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. It's okay, pal. Uh, few people look at me. I'm fine. He's not I'm done fine. apologizing. Just... Oh my God! As I apologize for that one right there, and for saying, "Oh my God," I should be saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> not sure what's going on. <laughs> Catch my breath here. Uh, just okay. Just all right. As we're back to this thing, rush here with it. It's like Alex Harper that day trying to figure out the uh, video producer. Kind of late. All right, foul. 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 Not sure what's going on. Goodness me. Not sure what's going on. Not sure what's going on. You are kidding me. We're in overtime. All of us were not sure what was going on. Is that the the play-by-play guy finally saying something? Is that why he never said anything at all? Is because he didn't know what was going on? Not sure what's going on. A man bouncing this orange sphere down the court. Why are they running so much? Oh, man. Oh, dude. Oh, it says uh, the guy. That's I've never. That was my first time hearing that. The other one where the guy. Oh, the hockey out. one. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was good. One more time, please. What do we want to hear? The hockey one. Rush. The <laughs> back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws it across. <laughs> and that puck's gonna go out of play here, and uh, that's gonna. Do it for that sequence right there. Nine twenty-five. I apologize if I, I just pull, uh, I apologize. I just damaged your eardrums there. Just it went right over the mesh, right over my head. So, uh, oh my God. I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Everyone's a uh, few people look at me. I'm fine. Just I'm fine. I'm fine. Just, <laughs> oh my God. I, I apologize for that one right there. And Shouldn't for saying, it. oh my God, I shouldn't be saying that. I'm sorry. Just. Okay, I'm just trying to catch my breath here. He's about just, to apologize for everything he's done okay, in his life. Just, all right, as we're back to this thing, rush here with it. Oh, I accidentally give the right amount of change to a woman one time when I was working at uh, Bojangles. Great, great announcer uh, clips there. Oh, man, that was good. I want to find some more, some old ones. Uh, let's take a break. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in the archives, see if we have any more good ones to wrap up this hour. Still to come, Greg Hudson will join us. Brett Hickman as well to talk some old school ECU football. Chad said, did you see that? People will not believe this. We are in overtime. It's like we just transported into overtime somehow. What happened between the inbound and overtime, man? On the inbound player. Foul. They do kind of lay. Foul. 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 
Not sure what's going on. <laughs> Not sure what's going on. Not sure what's going on. Oh. Not sure what's going on. You are kidding me. We're in overtime. Not sure what's We're going in on. Overtime. <laughs> we just landed in overtime. So was it the play by play guy that said, "Oh, <laughs> that was his commentary." Didn't say a word. Something happened. All and he I know goes, is, oh. we're going to have to find more limestone basketball to listen to. Oh. I like those guys. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where all the locals go for Mexican food and fun. You can grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the Gulf of Mexico every Tuesday. A huge 38-ounce uh, lime margarita for only $8.99. Wednesdays is all American imports. And they're only $2.99. And on Thursdays is half-price house margaritas. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. <clears throat> back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Hour number two. Got uh, intern Zach and Aharp, Shirley Rhodes. Talked earlier about the Pirate loss last night. East Carolina's got Charlotte next. Mentioned this with Nadu. How about the standings in the American? At the top of the standings right now, you got Charlotte and FAU at seven and one, UAB six and two, North Texas five and three. They were not even a thought last year. This time, Chon wasn't even thinking about them. South Florida, we're not thinking about them either. Uh, we were beating them in the AAC tournament, smacking them around a little yeah, bit. And just smacking them around. And now uh, they are 7-1 and one in league play. It is a crazy, crazy league. And you think about Temple, who is a, a historic basketball power. Uh, but they've been down over the years. But Wichita State has been top 10 as recently and as gone five, the, like, the elite seven eight. years ago. Yeah. They are 1-7 and seven at the bottom of the league. Rice, UTSA, the other teams in the bottom. East Carolina right there, kind of middle of the pack right now. Uh, with Memphis, by the way, and SMU, which is crazy to see. Uh, I still think this team is going to win some more games this year. I still think we win a conference tournament game. But this kind of goes back to the conversations we had before yesterday about getting excited. What is the win going to mean? All that stuff. I'm not going to ask that question anymore. Here's a guarantee. I will not ask that question again this year. Good. You see my way of thinking. If we if we win the next four games, I won't even ask the question. Oh, okay. By the way, Zach, no third half uh, calling show. Yeah, we weren't doing that anyways. It sounded like, but yeah. Oh no, because he's gonna, a liar. I was gonna do it. Oh, so now he's so now he's gonna go through <laughs> with it. Wow. Wow. I'm a man of my such word, Zach. Liar. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I was damn liar. well ready to do I it. I was told to learn to grow up in that adult's life. <laughs> <laughs> Tough lesson, kid. Yeah. Uh, the real lesson you learned was don't <laughs> get hype about ECU basketball. That one I've known for a while. Yeah, sad but true. Uh, but, Zach, I do like your enthusiasm for the league itself. 
I, I found a love in following this league recently. We got a good one tonight, right? SMU and who? Uh, that would be Tulane. Tulane. And yeah. Tulane could easily win that game. It's at SMU, though. So that one's probably not going to help them out. But it's seven and a half to SMU right now, I think. Just for my standpoint, I, and I feel like the ship might have sailed after the Wichita State loss, but I do want SMU to look good, to make me look good. It would be nice. And if we want to be a multi-bid conference, they have to do well without winning the league. Yeah. What did you think about Nadeau saying that FAU needs to win the tournament to secure their spot? No. They'll be fine. I feel like they um, – uh, and they've got some impressive wins, but they are kind of living on last year's reputation too. Yeah. Despite their losses, they have been top 25 all year. I don't think they've been out, right? Not once. Yeah. So they have – they're like 20 right now. Uh, they need to keep on winning, and they're a fun team to watch. They, uh, I've seen them in other games this year, look like the Final Four team last year, and then you watch them the first half against ECU, and you're like, how did this team make yeah. the Final Four? Uh, but you can say that for a lot of teams across college basketball. All right, uh, Buccaneer scoreboard tonight. Mentioned it with Nadeau. Two games involving top 25 teams, Wisconsin at Nebraska, Cal at Arizona. Uh, other action going on tonight. I am intrigued to see uh, what happens with the fighting Corey Glores with Tulane uh, taking on SMU. Let's see, anything else? Wilmington, Charleston. Charleston, uh, four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Wilmington already beat them earlier this year. And uh, anything else? Any other games you're looking at tonight, Zach? Not that I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it's... The, the Wisconsin game is good because they need a win, and they're going to move up a good bit if they win. Are they really the sixth-ranked team in the country? And if they win tonight, not that Nebraska's good, a good team, they just have a chance with the people in front of them losing. Give me Nebraska tonight. <laughs> I feel like Nebraska's had a good... they beat Purdue? They did with the, uh, the Asian transfer from Juco that could not stop shoot, uh, missing. 88 to 72 they beat purdue yep they hit a lot of threes that night they've beat northwestern who's a tournament team right good team yep um northwestern just peaked into the rankings this week they beat michigan state oh yeah give me give me nebraska tonight baby one and a half point dogs if wisconsin wins tonight though that would help their case to be a one seed in the tournament and you know what i this is just me i haven't watched wisconsin play basketball all year this is just me thinking about past wisconsin teams my entire life they are 16 and 4 uh their last look they lost at penn state they could definitely lose at nebraska oh yeah um well coach mack asked us earlier this week our final four what's yours mine right now is uconn houston those are the same like the two easiest picks um i really do think dayton will make a run and i'm i'm actually solid on them okay um and then my fourth is just a big toss-up i was I was huddling on UNC, but then after that Georgia Tech game, I was like, absolutely not. So I think my fourth right now would actually be Wisconsin after watching them play recently. You'd love some Wisconsin. All right, maybe I I'll back off just, from the line. They just, they just seemed really hot this year. <clears throat> and yeah, the Penn State loss, whatever. But they just seemed good. All right, uh, real quick, National Day update. It is National Dark Chocolate Day. Not a huge chocolate guy. I hate dark chocolate. Wow! Just to come out and say it, huh? Yeah, I hate it. Do you I like? It. Do you like regular chocolate? Yes. <laughs> well, what's the difference? It's the taste. Okay. I, I love chocolate. <clears throat> That's the kind of milkshake I had today from Huckleburger. 
But if it was a dark chocolate milkshake, I'd say get that out of here. Okay. It is Optimus Day. Hey, I love dark chocolate. (laughs) Is the day National Lying Day? Because I'm lying. Oh, my goodness. Don't do horns down. No, don't do it. It is National Texas Day. We can't do horns down on National Texas Day. All right, let's sing the Eyes of Texas. All right. Eyes of Texas are crossed. I can't see. Do you guys mind? He's singing the eyes of Texas. Can y'all stop it? My eyes are open to Texas. Can y'all stop? Purple. The clouds of Austin rain. Horns down. Horns down. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. I like this kind of body. It is National Get Up Day. That was Shirley earlier get today. Up. She kept falling down. She had to get back up. Although this person is on ice skates. Folks, if you fall down, get back up. If things ain't going right in your life, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I can do this because I'm strong. Say, if you goodness. fall down eight times, you get up nine. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, goodness me, I can do this. I should have fouled. <laughs> Um, Alaskan. <laughs> Alaskan. Don't make uh, the mistake that intern Joey made where he called a guy a light skin on there and we just changed it to Alaskan. Alaskan. You know what I'm talking about? He kind of he Alaskan. Alaskan. <laughs> it is National Baked Alaska Day. What? I got to be mean? honest. I got to be honest with you. I'm going to sound like a dummy. I thought that was like a fish dish. Baked Alaska, <laughs> yeah. isn't it like some sort of? I don't want to say salmon. It's like a. Uh, oh, it might be. So you think it is a fish? Well, this yeah, is like, I think it's some sort of fish. No, dish? this is like a dessert. Oh, is it? Um, hard ice cream, base of sponge cake, covered in a shell of toasted meringue. What? Yeah, never heard of it. Uh, baked Alaska. Yeah, I can't say that. I've I ever thought it was like involving a fish. Fish, but. fish just makes sense with baked Alaska. Exactly. Yeah, that. I mean, where did that name come from in terms of that dessert? I mean, that looks good. We got to take a break. Oh yeah, we did. Jamie said, "Bad move, Clipper. Wisconsin is better." I know they're better. They're favored on the road. Does the better team always win in college basketball? Jamie, can you wake up, man? Can you wake up today? Hey. Wake up and get up because it's National Get Up Day. Jamie, you know I like going at you like this because I know you can take it and I know you give it back. Uh, Mike P said, I reported this broadcast to YouTube headquarters. No horns down. We're in trouble. We are in a lot of trouble. Who's that? Now, the question is, is who's at the headquarters? Is it Roddy Terry? Because <laughs> if so, we will be arrested and in jail by the weekend. Chad said, I thought it was a flaming dessert. Speaking of a flaming dessert, Chad, how are you? We'll take a break, come back. Greg Hudson joins us in hour three. Brett Hickman. We're talking pirate football and more. We'll get Coach Hud's thoughts on the coaching carousel, the Super Bowl. What number are we on, guys? Is it 58? Yes, 58. I never remember what. Can you believe it? Yeah. You can't believe it? Mm -hmm. Okay. That answers my question. All right, we're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs, so you don't miss a single game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the uh, jersey giveaway that they do weekly that starts at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at DeBuck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour number three. Full crew here, the big dog in the house, Shirley Rhodes, Alex Harper, intern Zach. We got Sean and we got Coach Hud, Greg Hudson, joining us at the big table. Coach Hud, good to see you again, man. Hi, good to be back. Uh, you did mention uh, some sad news in the sports world. Mike Martin, uh, who a lot of folks know from his uh, time, amazing time at Florida State as the baseball coach there. And uh, you knew Coach Martin, had yeah. uh, re- some a relationship with him, right? Yes, good relationship. Uh, and we actually lived, he lived right around the corner from me. Uh, for those three years he was a great coach uh just you can't there's not a bad word to ever been said about him in my opinion his uh his family was wonderful he's touched a lot of lives and it's just sad that you know dementia took him away too yeah. soon and uh he we were talking or i had left him a message for a call one day uh to go ask him a couple things and uh i missed his call back and his all he said to me when he when he left his message, he said, "Huddy, can you still hear the fungo?" Then he hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> so you were a football coach there. You said you would hang out in the dugout, and yeah, yeah that's cool. It was yeah. awesome. Uh, Forty-one straight postseason appearances under Martin Florida. State. I mean, that wow. is insane. Yeah, that's... They, were, they were good. And after he played at Florida State, he played for three different Mets: the Greenville Mets. <clears throat> In South Carolina, Winter Haven Mets, and then Mankato Mets, and then finished his playing career in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina for the Rocky Mountain Leafs. Well, how about that? Carolina Class A League, Rocky Mountain Leafs. I see on the bio as well, God be high school. God be high school. And every time we hear that, Chandler, we thank you, Coach Rick Smith. Rick Smith. Telling and some stories. When Rick Smith was on quite a uh, bit with us at Pirate Radio, he always brought up about coaching with Mike Martin at God be high school. Yeah. <laughs> and Rick Smith said he was a ball player. Yeah. Baseball player. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. So I well, can do it all. We need to get Coach Smith on. By the way, I haven't told you this yet. Let it be a surprise. You won the lottery. <laughs> no, I would not tell you what if are I did. You doing here? Uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll hear from a guy that uh, you were on a staff with at ECU. Oh. Whose name may have come up last week when we were talking. See if you remember that in the old brain there, Coach Hood. This thing's been dented. <laughs> it's not just wrinkles, it's dense. Uh, how about those cheating boilermakers? Let's start there. 48 free throws, Coach? I mean, what do they need? It's ridiculous. Why didn't they get 50? <laughs> uh, last night, Purdue went to the line uh, 46 times, made 29 of them. Six of eight. Well, there's the problem. Yeah, well. Six of eight from the line for Northwestern. Uh, did you see Chris Collins get thrown out? No, it I was didn't, awesome. But I did see a foul called on a guy 
defending the giant. Edie, the big boy. The big boy. And he basically put his arms straight up in the air, gave ground, and they still called a foul when the guy jumped into him. What you going to do at that point? I don't know. Not much you can do. Uh, Chris, the game was pretty much over, but Collins wanted to get his money's worth. So it's a pretty funny scene. I got to show it to you. In fact, I'll, I'll do it right now so I can describe to the audience uh, what happened because it was a very convoluted uh, ejection from the game. A lot of stuff went on. So we're late in the game here, Coach. Uh-huh. Um, See it? We're going to get Collins getting teed. All right, and now Collins is going to go after the ref. There's another tee. He's gone. By the way, it's the game's over. It's at Purdue. It's loud in there. All right, the player is holding back Collins. He says, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right, he's good. He's good. But wait, he's going back after the ref. Now an assistant grabs him. Now here we go. He's going to to say, hey, Matt, good game. Good game, Matt. He's going to awkwardly tap these guys on their arms, and he's going to give Edie a big bro hug. And then love you, man. He's gonna pump up the Purdue crowd. <laughs> I mean, that's his. Uh, <laughs> what is wrong with that? Dude? An Emmy-nominated performance by Chris Collins. Well, once a dookie, always a dookie. I say mm. that means he's good. But then again, forty-six fouls. He probably had a gripe. I didn't watch oh, the game. Forty-six free throws. Free throws. I'm sorry. Yeah, but they only made twenty-eight of them. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. Well, Edie, the big boy, missed uh, missed a bunch of those. I guess they got a hack a shack thing going over there oh. in uh, West Lafayette. So I'm sure they do. Edie was 11 of 14 from the field and 8 of 17 from the line. <laughs> so you get him within two feet, he's pretty deadly, Coach. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Pirates losing last night. That was ugly to watch. Did you go to that game? No. Yeah, good. Good call by No, me. I had that... Uh... An unexpected visitor. I didn't know would be in town, and uh, a good friend of mine from Moeller in Cincinnati is uh, coming through. As a matter of fact, he's going to show up here and hang out out in the lobby. Is he there yet? He's not there yet. Okay. Unless he's invisible. No. Unless your friend's John Cena. He's on his way. Coach Hood, uh, do we need to have a conversation? I think you have an imaginary friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We maintain (laughs) Teo. I started. I started. I started to stop. Just, you know that did you watch the documentary on netflix yeah boy that made like at the time Sad. i was probably uh immature guy believe it or not making jokes about tao and everything yeah, but man it was like super sad and you kind of see how he got dragged into all that mm-hmm. mess that was that was terrible uh shirley we forgot something we forgot to welcome coach hud into the show are you prepared to do that or did you forget man taylor swift we talked about it yesterday remember i said uh let's get some coach hud walk-up music barry manilow oh you played it as bumper music you played kickstart my heart Ooh. well i missed it dang okay that's on me my apologies good one coach greg (laughs) can you tell i've never been on a motorcycle coach doing this I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm doing wrist exercises. Wax on. Wax off. <laughs> Daniel San. Paint fence. Uh, Tyler said, you think Coach Hud is a system of a down fan? I would say probably not. A who? Yeah. They are more of a, they were like a 2000s rock band. A who fan? System of a down. No. Yeah. 
Now you They're are a good. you are a Who fan, I would imagine. The Who. Yeah. God, since grade school. <laughs> Great rock band. Okay, Shirley, I apologize. I did not hear it in the bumper music. You just asked me to have the song ready. I, I didn't did. realize that, you that you were going to use it as walk-up. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have put it somewhere else. And I told Shirley that over 24 hours ago, and you had it ready to go. I did. i tell you who wouldn't have had it ready. Wes. Wes. <laughs> be on the phone as marriage counseling. It was in running. the man section. Have you seen that video? With Bailey, Medor, Billy Weaver, and Troy. No. And, okay. okay. Well, oh, I'll wow. send you the link. Wes, uh, yada, yada, yada. Wes is wearing a girl shirt, and he talks about why and how he's wearing a girl shirt that day. It was in the men's In fact, girl- Shirley, before HUD leaves, we'll do it later in the show. We'll play that segment. Cause I want to get it's the, worth uh, I want to get the uh, Dow in the money report <laughs> but i want it to be on my phone voice surely would not let him do it last friday hey uh, coach hood it's wes i got your stock market update i <laughs> the nasdaq <laughs> all right we got to take a break Hands in a k because <laughs> when we return um a guy that hud worked with here at east carolina you may remember last week we showed you a picture of you screaming and there was a blurry grad student in the background and you said oh that's uh, Brett Hickman. Yeah. We're going to talk a little about uh, ECU football with oh. Coach Hick and Coach Hood. Outstanding. When we, he said he had a couple of stories. <laughs> he gave sure. the old line, probably can't tell a lot of them, but maybe he can tell us one or two. Is Well, depends on what the rating is of the show. <laughs> <laughs> For the next hour, we're going rated MA. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Uh, more to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Coach Hooks, it's hot stove time. Getting ready for some baseball. How many days? How many? So opening day. For ECU, I think we're down to oh, 16. Red. <laughs> the it's, Reds. Oh. I think it's 15. Watch out. Oh, we're down to 15 now? Yeah. It's only 15 days to opening day in college. Yeah. Tomorrow will be two weeks away. Yeah, that's probably right, because when I played baseball, we played in February, but the first 30 games at Notre Dame were on the road. Oh, right, yeah. Well, we play ECU. was warm. Yeah, ECU plays a lot of, like, St. John's and you know, Northern teams yes. early in the year here while they're trying to thaw out. <laughs> we went. We went to Seattle. No, we went to Seattle and played in a tournament. Duke was in it. Played Duke, Washington, and somebody else. A four-team tournament up in the old uh, Silver Dome. 
in Seattle. Oh, wow. Then we got on a plane in Seattle and flew to Hawaii and played in a four-day stay there. That was our spring break. But then our weekends were uh, Texas, LSU, Wichita State, and Miami. By the time you got to South Bend, it was like 45 degrees again instead of... Barely. (laughs) Uh, There you go. Greg Hudson joining us. Uh, So last week, we randomly came across a Coach Hud picture where he's screaming. I believe it was a delightful scream. It was a happy scream. It looked like he was fired up. Yeah. It was a something, yeah. And the first word... Will bleep. Yeah. A bleep, yeah. Was a fuffa. Also in that photo, Coach Hud recognized a young Brett Hickman. Uh, and I said, hey, I know Brett. And uh, you said some good words about Coach Hickman. And I, yeah. I sent him a text. He said, hey, let me uh, let me jump on with you fellas and, and talk a little <laughs> Hud and ECU. So Brett Hickman, once again, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Coach Hickman, how you doing, man? Clip, good to hear from you, Hoodie. What's up, man? Hey, Coach Hickman. How are you? Yeah. I'm good, man. You, that's a that's a younger Brett Hickman. It's also a lighter Brett Hickman in that picture. If it's the one I'm thinking of, that's right. We got to get you on the health plan. <laughs> uh, Brett, let us know uh, what you're up to today. Where are you uh, coaching and, and living these days? Yeah, so right now I'm the defensive coordinator at Anderson University down in Anderson, South Carolina, kind of in Clemson Tiger Country, about uh, 20 miles from there. Um, you know, went back, had been in college football for, for 10 years after I left East Carolina and then went back home to West Brunswick High School where I was the head coach for four and kind of dove back in, wanted to uh, kind of help Bobby Lamb, who's a Hall of Fame head coach down here at uh, Anderson, used to be the head coach at Furman and Mercer, in the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. I've known him for a long time, so he offered me a chance to come start the program with him down here so we're playing football in 2024 for the first time ever and uh been really neat to be on the ground floor a lot of recruiting and uh really neat to kind of get to build a defense from scratch and not have to worry about existing terminology or anything like that so it's been a uh, great place for for me and a great place for my family so far that's awesome man i did see that on facebook i did see you were down there and uh, congratulations. He, he will do great down there because he'll be great with the players. He'll really be great with the kids, and they'll gravitate to him. Um, he's got an infectious personality. He's positive. Uh, he's always optimistic, uh, but he's really smart. Brett's, Brett's smart. He understands football, and he studies football. Um, and he cares You know, he cares about his players, and uh, I'm, I'm anxious to watch him out there because then I can, you know, I can go, well, that was a nice call, Brett. <laughs> it's interesting, Hud. If, if Nick Johnson or somebody who played on those teams came out to our practice, uh, you know, after we flex or do whatever at the beginning of practice, the drill starts every day with get right drill. Absolutely, that can cure the common cold. Started <laughs> every day at practice at East Carolina, and I kind of learned from Hud so many things. You know, from a football standpoint, obviously, but. In terms of building a culture defensively, and even when I was a head coach at West Bromley High School, we did it with the whole team. But the number one fundamental of defense is the effort and the intensity of which you play with. So we start that every day. And then, um, in my opinion, and I think HUD would probably uh, agree with this, I think the greatest teacher of zone coverage who's ever existed was Rick Smith. Absolutely. We're still, we're still playing zone auto. And 
Uh, you'd look on a you'd look on a, a call sheet and be like, we might call it this, but that's bench flame thirty three. So there's a lot of things <laughs> from, from two thousand and seven, two thousand yes. and eight, and nine that that were that is still kind of hung on today. It's as much as people think the game has changed, it, it really has. No, and you're you're running the basic package that uh, got amazing. I, I just laughed at the stories when they talked about the Vikings defense this year in, in the NFL. <clears throat> and how the guy that's the coordinator of the Vikings had been uh, working at, at Pittsburgh, and he was around Narduzzi with uh, with what they were running, with all their quarter press stuff, and uh, and how it had confused everybody in the NFL, and that's why they were doing so well till the last four games when they <laughs> exposed a little bit. But it was the zone concept and the matching concept and the press and really playing nine-man football. So Brett's going to do a good job down there. He, he, he's, Brett's going to keep moving up in this industry um, if he wants to, because I also know the uh, uh, Brett's uh, Brett's a great husband and a, and, a, and a great father, and I hope he's still taking great pride in that, as I emphasized to him. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you did. I will say this about uh, if there's one thing I can say. Um, you know, my dad was a great influence on my life. He's kind of a legendary high school coach there in eastern North Carolina, and, and he really showed me how to combine football and family. But when I went to East Carolina and I got involved in the football program, uh, I just thought I would be a high school coach because I just didn't know if you could balance what I wanted to be as a person. And, uh, you know, the way Coach Hood talked about his children, and when they came around, and at that age, I guess Garrett might have been in middle school. He was your oldest, and yeah. Jack was probably about second or third grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the the kind of uh, love and affection you had for your children, and the balance that that you had uh, showed me something that when and I became a better coach. And you told me this would happen when I had my first child, because you see them as you see every person as, as somebody else's child. Uh, that might have been the greatest lesson that I learned from Coach Hood out of anything. Well, thanks, Brad. Yeah, that's that's a great message there. Let me ask. Uh, let me ask you, Coach. So we had the whole Naylor Show episode four drop today. They talked to Ruff and McNeil, and they asked Coach Ruff the importance of walk-ons to a program. So kind of in that same vein, Coach Hud, how important are the grad assistants, those guys that aren't maybe getting the big bucks or the yeah. you know, the names in the programs all the time, but how important are the the Brett Higmans of the world to that ECU football team under Skip Holtz, you and, and Coach Fish that were so good? You can't win without them. And and if they're good and or exceptional like Brett, uh it it's a, it adds a coach on the field. And, you know, I I didn't hesitate. I wanted the guys that worked with us to learn and with Brett and, and Tim Carter, they were coaching. I mean, it went, it got to the point where I was like, Brett, you're on the individual period and, uh, and meeting with the guys and talking to the guys. And, you know, it's, it was my responsibility and the coaches on the staff then as we had done to us is to teach them how to be better coaches and learn. And, but you, you just can't just, tell them all the time you got them let them go out and coach and make mistakes and and brett was uh brett was never hesitant to ask questions and he worked great with the players and once the players see that i had respect for brett and that i wanted him deeply involved and he was a great asset to us then he's then he's one of the guys you know and they they instantly get uh the respect that he that he deserves 
but and that he earned and, and then it's carried out and and the production just gets that much better on the field and, and for me i mean brett i don't know how many times really actually you probably really graded the film and we compared notes and and our grades were you know the same brett knew what he was doing he learned fast he was around football his whole life he knew the culture uh and he cared you know and and uh, it was fun it was fun to have him around I think there's some there's an element of this that I've seen it as I'm going around is that a lot of people don't treat their GAs and student assistants the way I was treated. Those guys are jackholes. They are, and uh, you know, uh, Coach Hud will tell you, or I will tell you right now that that you know I try to treat our GAs and our student assistants the same way I was treated, which is it's an apprenticeship, it's an internship, and you're there to learn. And, and just the respect that he had for me. And certainly it was a three-year kind of growth process where it went from, okay, you're going to help Tim Carter with data entry or PowerPoint, you know, what you already had a skill set at being a young person. But then as you learn the defense, you're going to give him more. And then by 2008, we, we changed some things up defensively where Zach Sleet became a little bit more of a rushing. And then Chris Maddox was on the field as a, a nickel Sam or whatever. So, you know, Hud would – say, okay, I got to go work with Chris today with the Bucks, Brett, you know, the individual drills, just put them through it. And, and, and he said something to me when I went to North Greenville for my first full-time job, he said, you know, more than you think, you know, and man, you talk about just empowering somebody to have confidence that when you actually go and run the room, I was ready. And I don't know if there's a lot of coaches that are like that. And some of it was certainly, I'd grown up around the sport, but, uh, coach Hud was the first one who, who, basically said you're good enough to be a college football coach and you were ready after three years so so appreciative hmm. of anything that that he taught me uh, it, whether or not he did it intentionally or you know i was a, a eager beaver or whatever it was but it's such a great experience <laughs> it was it, it, it obviously wasn't just hud it was rick smith and it was vernon hargraves and rock rogan nobody loved football like rock rogan nope in the history of football nobody's loved football like him and the other three were married rock was you know he was single no kids so you know you almost had like more of a social relationship with him so the amount of time that you spent with rock kind of off the field which was mostly him drinking and me driving and (laughs) (laughs) and eating whatever the case was but you just you kind of learn from all those guys i mean like when i became the head coach at 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 uh at West Brunswick, Rick Smith came down to the beach and spent three weeks or, or three days with my team and helped me install the defense in the spring. I mean, what a resource. Uh, yeah. Those, those guys, I tell everybody I got a history degree from East Carolina, but I majored in football. And uh, those five guys that I got to go to work with every day were, were the best professors you can have. And I think it behooved me that if you went to East Carolina now or you went to State or you went to North Carolina or Tennessee, there's 9,000 people in a staff room. You know, uh, yeah. And there was, there, there was six of us. <laughs> you, had, you had to be, you had to grow up at 19 years old as opposed to really all that guy does in the office now is make copies and do coffee. You know, I had to learn how to coach football. Yes, uh, man, fast. What a, what, a, what a time and place to do it. I mean, what a fun Well, you fun. call me... Uh... You call me anytime and I'll get down there. That'd be a blast. 
Brad, you bring that up, and I'll ask you, Coach Hud, as a coordinator now. And we were uh-huh. talking about this with South Carolina's women's team. Uh, like the, we went to that game at ECU, and they Dawn Staley's staff is uh, <laughs> got more more coaches than yeah, players, two rows deep. At a certain point, can it be too much, or do you wish you had it that way when you were the D coordinator, say here at East Carolina, that you had more bodies and. I would only have enough people to process enough information that I can remember to call it correctly on game day. Now, is we, it overkill at some point? No, think, there's just there's just so much uh, access to data. Yeah, you know, we were trying to do it. You know, being a baseball guy at heart, Brett can attest to it. You know, we had we were trying to do analytics as much as we could before we had the software right. to do it. To where we were looking at different tendencies, and uh, I'd got a I had got a sheet. I don't know if you still have it, Brett. I got it somewhere. Um, it had like twenty five um, items on there to go through, and it was just different situations that I never really thought of. And I got it from Rick Minner, whose son Jesse Minner's the D coordinator uh, at Michigan, and he uses it to this day. But then it sprouted off to where they probably have a hundred variables or more that they're going through. But it still comes down to what Brett said. The very first thing is, you know, what's the effort going to be, and and are they going to run to the ball, and they're going to tackle, and they're going to get the ball back, and then you can, you can throw, you know, algorithms and analytics out the window. What's it like at uh, Anderson, Brett? How many guys are on your defensive staff? Uh, honestly, we have more coaching at Anderson than we did at East Carolina. <laughs> wow! I, I have to have the same discussion with the, the young guys that are coming to help out, you know, and I, I, this is another Greg Hudson saying, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be coaches, but they don't really want to coach, you know, so I have to weed those guys out real quick. I just want to wear the Oakleys and the wristbands. Get some bands. cool gear. I will say. You get gear. But, yeah, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, some guys love coaching. Some guys just love being the coach. He's right. So you have to weed. You have to weed that out, first of all. But we actually have – we have two student assistants, two GAs, and four full-time guys. So I have more help than even then wow. um, than, than even Coach Hutt had. And, uh, you know, we're, we're relatively – for the Division two level, we're relatively resource-rich, uh, which is unique to me. I've never really worked at a place, including East Carolina, that was comparative. Brett, do you have – did you go to the convention? Uh, coach, I, when I had children, the convention kind of became a, not a thing. I yeah, I saw a, a, a number that I think I read there were 8,000 coaches at the convention. Yep. What was that number, say, in 2007? I remember, well, I can remember the first convention I went to, and I was. they were like, oh, there's going to be about 3,000 coaches here, which shows you has <laughs> – there's a lot of lawyers, right? There's a lot of coaches. <laughs> it sort of equates to the same thing. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of baggage. You know, mm-hmm. there's a I've literally gone into the film ring you know, Brett, he'll go through this. I mean, guys come in for interviews or you get a guy on your staff that you didn't select and they can't draw a circle on the board, you know, or draw a formation up. But they can get on the phone and talk all night on you know with recruits and right. at some point the ball gets put on the tee <laughs> and they kick it and then you got to tackle them right brett right brett that's exactly right you know one of the things the other thing you know the hood had this because when i was a student coach you know you're peers with those guys you know you see them downtown you got class with them 
you know, you got to learn how to keep your mouth shut. What you hear in the staff room has to stay in the staff room. And that, yeah. you, you let too many people in. <clears throat> Stuff that doesn't need to be said to a player gets said to a player. Mm. Uh, you know, which is why, really, of all the friends I had on the team at that point, I was certainly friendly with the guys on defense. But, like, the only guys I would have considered close friends were, you know, Jay Sunhalter, Joe Swan, guys that played offense. You know, or, or, or specialists, Ben Hartman, those guys I was probably more social friends with. But, like, I didn't need to go to a linebacker and even have a, a conversation that was, I mean, that just, nothing that was said in, on the second floor award needed to be said on the first floor. It was Coach Hudson's job to talk to those guys if we had an issue, you know, but, you know, player we handled them pretty easy we didn't have a lot of them but that was not you know you got too many people who don't know how to keep their mouth shut oh i know and i can i I can attest that those nights i talked about hanging out with zach slate i never saw brett hickman so i will say that coach he just went to a different place. Oh, okay. Is that what it was? <laughs> Brett, I know you got to run. I told him it was mandatory he had to go out. <laughs> Can we get uh, one Angry Hud story? You got. I love the respect you have between the two, but can we get a, an Angry Coach Hud uh, story? I'm going to keep it within FCC regulations. I've got, I've got two of them I really want to show. All right. Two? The first one is in 2008, of course, we got off to the great start. We beat Virginia Tech in a – we beat West Virginia. Now, HUD and Skip and all these guys, you know, they had played for big loopholes, you know. So there's kind of that, that old adage when things are going great, you got to really bust them. And then when things are going bad, you got to give them a little bit of sugar, right? So yeah. it can't get better in East Carolina than those two wins. And we're playing the two lane week, and, you know, it's miserable for every player, you know, because you, you know what you're doing. You're just trying to keep them humble or whatever. And, uh, so we had a tradition, and I think this comes from Lou, um, Coach Hud. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but pregame speeches are kind of overrated. Hud, and I still do this to this day, Thursday after practice was really the, the get them emotionally ready to play meeting. Okay, so we would come off the field as a defense, go right to the unit meeting, and if we had won the week before, uh, Kelly, his wife, would send a cake, or Barbara would make uh, – brownies or whatever it was for like a you know you'd celebrate last week's win hud would get them a little bit ready to play and then you'd watch the highlight video from the uh previous week well i mean we did i think we had practiced fine i think you know it's just one of those things where you wanted to keep them humble we were going to Tulane, maybe uh, which is a hard place to play for at that point for different reasons because there was nobody in the crowd you know you got to create your own energy on the road and so on and so on well, you know, we're going in there. We're gonna we're gonna have the cake and whatever. And I'm sitting on the third. Hud, you know where I'm going with this? Uh, I think I do. So this, I'm sitting on the third row, and I'm sitting right behind a defensive tackle who, you know, had a world of talent, but maybe not the most mature kid that's ever played football at East Carolina. And uh, I'm sitting right behind the young man, and uh, we start to play the uh, the highlight video, and then. Hudge just had a great meeting. We're trying to get him ready to play. And um, the young man says something silly, like, roll the beautiful bean footage or something like this. And, uh, you know, that's the worst thing you could have said in that meeting at that time. And that cake goes about two feet over the young man's head. <laughs> and it goes, it goes uh, maybe six inches above my head. <laughs> so it goes across the defensive staff room. 
And uh, I literally, you know, Hood looks like his veins are about to pop out of his head and everything. He looks so angry and all the kids, you know, blankety blank, you guys get out of here. You ain't ready to play. You're going to get your freaking rear ends. <laughs> they all leave. And Hood just turns around when they all leave and he gives me the biggest grin. <laughs> the biggest grin I've ever seen in my life. And then he points at Rock and Rock gives him like a thumbs up. I'm like, well guys, if we're gonna be in on something I know right. that nearly got tied in the face with the with the with that deal. So that's one of my favorites. The other one also in Rogan. So when you get into the, the ebb and flow of the season you know, HUD can tell you, in 1995, on a Wednesday afternoon in October, he was probably watching Tuesday practice tape, and then he was watching a third down cut-up. You know, you do the same thing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in a, in a work week, and then your weekends deviate whether or not it's home or away. Well, I think we go in there, and we're watching Wednesday practice, and we're probably playing. I think we're about ready to play Marshall. And we, we kind of hit a wall in 2008. We had gotten really banged up. Like Clinton Cotton had gotten hurt at Tulane. Whatever, I think we had lost three out of four, something's going on. And it's Tuesday, he kind of taps me on the, he taps me on the knee, he's like, watch, I'll get Rogie today. I'm going to get Rogie. <laughs> and I'm, a, and I got a terrible poker face, so I don't need to be hearing this. And I think it's like a routine, like we're playing, we're in a team period and they throw a little bubble screen. And on our worst day, our D line was unbelievable. Okay, you know, you, you start your scheme back to front, but you build your culture front to back. And boy, we had some. We stuff. were freaky. Linville <laughs> Joseph kind of pulled up on somebody in a tag tempo drill. And HUD's like, you know what? We're not running some, we're not hungry on the D line. You know, we're not, we're not doing very well. A couple of plays later, they might run toss sweep or outside zone or something. And CJ Wilson gets reached. Gosh, Rogan, I mean, I just, we're not reading our keys, man. I mean, we're not. Not doing what we're coached and Rock. Rock Rogan's greatest strength was how personal he took how his team performed or how his unit performed. And yeah, I was, I was, it, I was just pouring it on real slow. <laughs> and I'm just smiling because I can see Rock's ears are getting red, and he's hitting the table. I'm gonna get it fixed. I'm gonna get it fixed. Like it like like you won't have to worry about that today. And I think we break for lunch or something. And Hood looks at me and said, that D-line's about to have the worst in in practice in the history of football. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick Smith is kicking me under the table, and Vernon's got his head down just shaking it because they know what's going to happen. I can't, I can't stop from smiling because I know what he's doing, but Rock has no clue. I mean, it's just – and I think – and then after the game, they had the Bradshaw kids who ended up playing in the NFL. Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, terrific back, and I think we held him to like forty yards. Twenty-eight, nineteen. <laughs> Not that I remember. <laughs> yeah, Not twenty-eight carries on nineteen yards. Yeah, Rock came in the office the next day, and he is literally he can't keep his eyes open. He can't. He's exhausted. He ran. I bet he ran the distance from here to Wilson. <laughs> but he he said he goes he goes. Man, I well first he what would he do, Brett? Uh, they would throw a screen in practice, and he would take off from the sideline. Oh my God! And he would chase them the whole to the other side of the field. The players and blowing his whistle, yelling, "Get to the ball!" <laughs> and I'm sitting there laughing. Rick Smith says, "You're gonna give him a heart attack." <laughs> wow! Really unbelievable that. Oh, they played like amazing the rest of the year. 
the Sunday night after they're watching the game and the linebacker room is right next to the D-line room and Russ just giving it to I shouldn't have to do that every week. I shouldn't have to get you to play. <laughs> I, I did feel guilty at that point when it carried over to Sunday <laughs> and it started oh, Wednesday. But, but that was a good one, man. That was awesome. a good one. It's going to encompass Greg Hudson's fire, but also kind of his ability to push people's buttons to where, you know, and that was the most important thing that I learned as a guy who spent 14 of 17 years in a coordinator or a head coach role is that the X's and O's really aren't that important. you got to learn how to push people's buttons, whether or not it's players, whether or not it's assistant coaches. And, uh, you know, I would do anything in the world for HUD right now because of those things that, that those lessons I learned in those three years, you cannot put any type of price tag in having a guy in those very foundational formative years in coaching. Uh, you you can't put a price on that in a, in a future. And it's something was incredibly lucky. HUD, I love you, man. Love you too, man. And I'd help you any way I can. Always. I know you will. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Brett, we'll let you run. I think this is a great sign of a, a coaching staff, too, uh, Brett. You are coaching. Uh, you mentioned Joe Sloan, offensive coordinator at LSU. C.J. Wilson, head coach, right down the road in yeah. North Pitt. A lot of co- and, and that's just to name a few off the top of my head. A lot of coaches uh, from this this team and, and these assistants, Coach yes. Hood. That's pretty cool. Brett, thank you, man. Good luck, Brett. Thank you, Clint. Hug those kids. Take your comments off the air, Clint. Oh, yeah, I meant to bring that up. While we got HUD and especially Coach Hick here, a Washington fan, Dan Quinn, Coach HUD. How's the, what do you think? Can he win in Washington? Well, they should beat Dallas. <laughs> okay, well, hey, that, that's a start. We'll take that's that. first thing I thought. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Brett, we can talk about it uh, on social media, but my first thought was it wasn't a wow hire, but I, I like Dan Quinn just fine. Just I wanted Ben Johnson, basically. I, I got my say, hopes up. Tell me a wow hire. I don't even know. They say names. I'm like, I don't know who that is. True. Ask me in three. Ask us all in three years. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you again. You might need. All right, Brett. Take See you, care, buddy. Brett. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, he's good. We're gonna have to set up more story time with Hood. I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get some players from this uh, 2018. Man, you had. Uh, I bet Linville Joseph still hates you for that day. He had to do all that extra work. He, it was, hey, you know what it was it awesome. wasn't any extra work it was just the level that they were doing it but, well you know what his stamina is great because he's still playing he's today he's still playing yeah. we got him in shape for life that's awesome but uh, Rogie Rogie really he I mean we've got I really need to go back and find that tape I hope it's still downloaded and find that practice and see the because there was like 50 plays of him running a full sprint <laughs> And he's blowing the whistle. The offense is going, what's going on? And he's just blowing it to blow it and screaming. He took it personal, did ball. Oh, yeah. And I was just, just dripping it to him, man. That's I was, awesome. I was like, boy, I just think our guys have given up a little bit. And he was like, oh, I'll kill him. <laughs> and as a fat guy, I got to ask, what kind of cake did you destroy, Coach? Oh, it was a big, Dang. huge sheet cake. We had cookies, and uh, the Crabtree brothers would bring the big buckets of ice cream so basically you were waiting for the first thing you could freak out on to do that i guess complete that was premeditated yeah yeah yeah. that's awesome (laughs) cerebral assassin greg hudson (laughs) uh more to go pirate radio live back with you after this
you're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street, right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. We're back on the air. Can you finish this story? You're talking about Luke Keekley? Oh, no, no, I can't. I oh, can't. darn it. I can't drop the F-bomb. Uh, but, yeah, but, well, can you well, kid-friendly it up? Ah, well, he's he made a tackle out of bounds uh, when we were playing him at Boston College when I was at Florida State. And he played at St. X and was our rival school at, at Moeller in Cincinnati. And and I had recruited him to Minnesota. And he makes a tackle out of bounds, like I said, after probably his 37th tackle of the game. And we're, we're whacking him. And uh, I reached down to pick him up and I hit him right in the back. And I said, this ain't the F and GCL today, buddy. Local <laughs> reference. How did he, did he laugh? Or? He turned around and looked at me with big eyes. Huh? Like, what the hell? <laughs> and then I, I saw him after the game. He goes, I thought it was you. I saw you in the media guide. I was reading it in the locker room. That's pretty cool. Uh, he turned out to be pretty good. John uh, bro- brought up that he was a uh, Cincinnati guy to Coach Hood. So there you go. What was the other Cincinnati guy we were talking about during the break? I don't Ray remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coach Hood was talking about the uh, – hey, what, what, what why don't happen? you get involved in that deal? Why don't you become a – If they can give me Brady's contract, I'll do any You're in? Announcement. All right. We'll let them know. We'll let Anywhere, our, anytime. Our friends at Fox know. Have you ever – I mean, you were involved in coaching. Have you done any TV or games or anything? No. Like, just didn't no. care to? I do, I do actually pay attention to the play-by-play guys and, some of, and the color guys, and I am still baffled to this day on the plays that they describe them as. Meaning – like they call things certain oh, things, right, yeah. and, and it's it's like no, that's not really that. And they're, he's this is what he was doing there. <laughs> well, do me a favor and don't ever no. listen to me talk about football. I'd appreciate it. Well, I'll probably be here in the fall. And don't you guys have a show afterwards? I'm gonna just watch that, and I'm gonna critique you guys. I'm gonna go online and be one of those wackos on a message board. I got a better idea. Why don't you sit your tail right no, there? No way. <laughs> Come on, coach. No Come way. on, dude. That would be awesome. No way. Take calls. No, maybe one one guest appearance. All right, it would it would be fun you being a wacko as well on the online <laughs> commenting. That would be fun too. Uh, wacko. Jason Nichols uh, was with us all last season, along with uh, Marcus Crandall as well. But Jay Nick just got a job at Princeton. Uh, he's going to be the running backs coach there. So uh, excited for him. And I've never followed Ivy League football, but I will now because. Got a buddy uh, up there coaching the running back, so good luck That's to great. him. Yeah, a little Princeton football, uh, pretty unique. You got coach. a winter coat. He said, "Yeah, he's gonna need one." He said, "They they play a regular season and they're done. They they're play done. for their conference title and that's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. So. and they have. I, I don't even know what the rule is now for them in spring practice. I don't think they wear any pads, and it's uh, hmm. it's just like OTAs probably with the NFL." Um, on that note, he enjoys that it's more you get away from the NIL and the, the portal and stuff a yes. little bit. Saw the, uh, I'm sure you saw this, the the BC. Oh, coach. adios. Yeah, like, head coach. I'm at it. Trust me. 
there's a whole herd <laughs> there, floodgates coming if, with a, that? if the opportunity is to get away from the portal man you will get run over in the parking lot if you're in their way so we're gonna see uh more of that moving well forward. i mean BC. there's only so many spots I true mean, yeah. you know <laughs> where are you gonna go but and the guys in the nfl you know they don't get fired they get transferred so i wonder but like the kirby smarts like those guys they're if you're in a good spot right now you're you retire <laughs> you wait for the rules to get changed and you come back wow uh, i'm interested to see what it looks like these next five to ten years i mean i can't blame saban yeah there's been you don't see any videos of nick unless it's him with a coke bottle in front of him giving an interview he talks to that athlete like now sometimes. i've seen more clips online of him body surfing <laughs> and golfing the other day mm-hmm. and he's and he is not looking at printouts of who's going to the portal, you know, what the 2037 class has in it hmm. that we have to get on now. Uh, we got to get our last break in, Shirley. Yeah. Oh, let's get it. We'll come back and wrap things up with Greg Hudson here on a fun Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. I think my daughter said they got like 40, 50 guys coming in for the last visit. You know, wow. Your daughter is at Texas A&M. A&M. Director of Recruiting Operations. There you go. Uh, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day today for the stock market. The Dow was up 369 points and finished at 38,519. The Nasdaq was up 197 at 15,360. S&P was up 60 points at 4,906. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Nah, Shirley. Coach, I think she read that too well. It's not as not as fun. Eh. We needed... What, what's this plus sign for? <laughs> we needed does, way more does. mistakes than that. What does that mean? All right, Coach Hud, fun show. Thank you, man. Thank great you, to hear guys. from Brett Higman. That was very great nice. to hear the uh, mutual to respect that. from y'all. That, that was great. And uh, now I got an idea. We're going to bring on uh, some more old oh, heads boy. to give Coach Hud stories. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm texting one right now, so I'll let you know if it comes through. Uh, Coach Hud, we'll talk to you next week, man. Thank you. Chon, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Ahart, Zach, thank you guys. And Shirley, we'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock on a new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.